in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM 880 AM and 1400 the sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app and we are seen everywhere on YouTube go to the sportsocracy.com click the live video link don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat it is a Friday afternoon it is the Friday before a vacation it's a very very important day and we've got the NBA draft to talk about as well. Because, I mean, who's just not just gobsmacked at all of the things that took place last night? I mean, I, Victor, I'm, I'm really disturbed by the fact that I watched every pick. Why did you do that? Well, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I wanted to see Jalen Slauson get drafted. Because <laughs> I love being right. And I was. That you do. Congratulations, Jalen Slauson. Being drafted into the NFL draft or the NBA draft. The, uh, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. So the, so we, so we talked before the program, the last SoCon player to be drafted into the NBA draft. Did we, did you, did we confirm? Was it Andrew Goodluck? I believe from it the was. college of Charleston. I believe it was. If it wasn't, I, I guess you'd have to go back to Steph because Charleston was in the SoCon when, when Goodluck got drafted. No, good luck was drafted by the Lakers That's in the second think, round. Like 38 or 55 something like or something like that. I so, have a slew of numbers in my head. One of them has to be right. So There's he only- is. So, so I believe that was the last SOCOM player that got drafted into the NBA. And then it was Steph. And then before that, you got to go back to Kevin Martin from Western uh, Carolina. Kevin Martin. That would be the, before Steph, that was the last first round pick. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, history was made last night, and I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I was going to try to, I was going to try to build it up, but I'm just, I'm just so ticked off as a Charlotte Hornets fan right now, because after seeing the videos from the Charlotte Hornets fan uh, parties that were being had last night during the draft, I at this point I just hope the new owners just pick this team up and move it somewhere else. This coming from a man who's actively wearing a Charlotte Hornets shirt. The the stupidest fan base in the history of fan bases. I'm sorry if you think if you think Scoot Henderson was going to be a better solution to play alongside a Lamelo Ball with the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know what to tell you. Well, but he's got such a higher ceiling. Does he? I mean, all I, I know about I him is that Brandon, he can't shoot. I thought Brandon Miller was a better solution. He's certainly a better solution next to next to Lamella Ball. And, and the thing that I don't understand is, okay, so Scoot Henderson played in the G League for two years, and he could score points there. But then look at all the comps that people put on him. None of those guys won anything. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because point guards that can't shoot are historically – you put up numbers. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook put up numbers. Mm-hmm. 
more triple doubles than any point guard in the history of the NBA. How much did he win? Exactly. How many teammates did he ever make better? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Charlotte, you need that guy. You have that guy. Flamelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Now, I was adamant of if you can go get Zion Williamson, you go get Zion Williamson. That does not appear that it was as much of a thing as I was led to believe. I'm so glad. You know, so glad. You know that thing that you said about Charlotte Hornet fans? There are times that you say things like that, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and you're one of them. Yeah, you should feel that way because you're one of them. Uh, but it's fine. You got a, a very good shooter in what was a very anticlimactic night. Mm-hmm. Little Brandon Miller goes two, Scoot Henderson to three, and then everything just basically goes how we told you it would. Of the 30 players that went the first round, we had 27 of them. In our, Did in we our, really? Yeah, nice. Because uh, Jake went Marcus Sasser, and I went, I think nobody would be stupid enough to take him in the first round. And then somebody did. <laughs> I thought I was being a little spicy, spicy, taking uh, Jaime Jaquez. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, and then he went in the top 20. Yeah. Uh, Evan Doyle in the YouTube chat asked, why is everyone salty about Brandon Miller? I don't know. If you I mean, want me to be 100% honest, I don't know. Because nobody has brought up the one reason that I thought you would be salty about that. Oh, are, you, the, are you talking about the the thing at Alabama? Yes. That's been the number one thing I've seen on social media from heard, Hornets fans today. I haven't heard one person say it. Absolutely. They, it's I, all it's, been. Oh, I can't believe that you would take a murderer at number two over Scoot Henderson, who could be the next Russell Westbrook. I, I do think, I guess that's social media protecting me from stupid people. Because Absolutely. Because if I heard anybody say that, I'm, like, I'm going to hurt your feelings. I've seen that quick, way too often. As Okay, so you're going to be critical over, first off, two guys that you've barely seen play, first mm-hmm. off. I mean, Scoot Henderson, barely any of us have seen him play. Brandon Miller, you at least saw play with Alabama this past mm-hmm. year, and you saw a good product on the floor from him when he was available. Very good now, shooter in a very good conference in college He basketball. had the little, you know, well, that was a, it was a close brush with the law. That he but was completely he was never charged. Yeah. He was never charged with anything. And has been said he never will be. No. So let it go. Exactly. Like, get past it. Okay, it, so so the guy brought a gun to a teammate who then turned around and shot somebody with it, unbeknownst to the guy who brought the gun. Look, I, I, it was a stupid thing to do in the no first doubt. place. But you can't then turn around and say, oh, my God, this guy's just out here shooting people. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's not what happened. Well, because we're at a point of why do we have a judicial system if it doesn't matter? Also, oh, he's exonerated. Uh, cool. It doesn't that doesn't seem to mean anything to anybody. Great. I I, I don't get it. It, it irritates me. It. I don't understand it. And 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 but but then, of course, in true Charlotte Hornets fashion, Mitch Kupchak has the chance to come to the podium and make everybody feel nice and warm and cozy about our selection of Brandon Miller. Did he come out and say this guy's a hell of a shooter and he's going to be able to help us out with our spacing on the floor and he's going to add a little bit on the defensive end as well? or Any of the things that you would say about a prospect in the NBA draft? No, he went to the podium and he went, well, uh, I mean, you know, he, uh, Brandon's, uh, he's, you know, he answered all the questions uh, that, that we had answers for. Um, 
And, and yes, the press conference was just that. And, I mean, this is this is almost verbatim what he said. And if you think about it, I, I mean, I mean, Brandon is a, a freshman, which which means he's younger. I mean, actually, I don't even want to go down that road. I don't think I'll go younger. Um, I'll just stop talking. And that was it. That was his explanation for how did you choose Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson? And everybody watching that went, please, dear God, fire Mitch Kupchak in about 2.2 seconds. Because uh, this guy maybe. doesn't even know where he is. I mean, he might as well be the president of the United States of America. End of message for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sick and tired of this whole circus. And then you have all of these mouth breather Charlotte Hornets fans who are just openly booing a television screen and first off in the state in in the actual arena and then at a bar close by videos were posted online of everybody just losing their minds including one guy who puts Jeremy's Jets fandom to shame he was cussing up a star. I mean, that he dude was, was real livid. angry. He was I on he all probably, kinds of drugs. He probably had a a, a banger on uh, uh, Scoot Anderson to go too. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, old Rastafari guy, he lost his mind. I, I did really. I, I, I just en- don't get it. I did enjoy Mitch Kupchak. Uh, I actually have the soundbite. Just and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yep. Thanks, That's Mitch. exactly what he did. That's, that's good. Good times. Make us feel better about this potential franchise shift. Sure, nope. and I suffered the pressure. Bingo. I just, I don't, I don't get it. And you wonder why nobody wants to come play here. You wonder why they have such a hard time with, uh, you know, I, I don't know, keeping fans in the building because. W- the normal fans go and they see these these jamokes out here just oh my god i just can't stand it i cannot stand it well i mean and here's the thing i, I if you were really big into scoot henderson i have to question the kid's intelligence did you see his million dollar man suit last night that was diamond encrusted do mm-hmm. you understand he had to fly from the draft to do a press conference in portland you been to portland lately I like it. I hope he took that off and put on a blazer shirt. <laughs> that thing, that thing would be getting the, mugged on the that sidewalk. Would, that thing would be the roof on a homeless encampment before the Yikes. end of the day. Yikes! They and of course, once again, the 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 fashion statements made at the draft. Just Grady Dick winner, no doubt. Oh god, no doubt stop winner. That it's hundred percent. He's not in Kansas anymore, and he was wearing Dorothy slippers. Terrible. Oh, so it's good. Absolutely terrible. You know what I don't like? And this has become a more common fashion trend. And I really hope this doesn't pick up with people that aren't in that good of shape. The I'm going to wear a suit jacket with just straight bazoom hanging out with no shirt. Oh, don't yeah. do that. That is a good look for about seven people on the planet. I mean, D- for NBA players, obviously. It no, works. I'm going to go no. Really? I'm going to go. There were a couple of them that I went. What getting fashion advice from R. Kelly is a dangerous president. <laughs> He's, that's the only person I've ever seen do that before. I think Seal did it one time too. Seal can pull that off. Average NBA player, not so much. Throw on a shirt, regular, just basic shirt. It's fine. You're talking about Kobe Buffkin. 
Last he wasn't night. the only one. There he were wasn't a few the of only them. one that had the uh, no shirt. There look. were a few of them. That's, I just want to know how you go into your dressing room or, or in your, you're in your hotel room and you're like, oh, all right, I'm going to the draft. Got to put my pants on. Shoes. Shoes are good. Get my get get my jewelry. <laughs> Jewelry's awesome. All right. So now, what is the shirt accessory here? Don't really want to go button up. Not going to go mock turtle. Don't even want to go t-shirt. Let's just go. Full meat sandwich. Let's go. What <laughs> meat up? Sandwich. I'm, I'm here to party. Just how does everybody feel about me right now? Full meat sandwich. I, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start coming to do the show with just a blazer and, and maybe just one, one little bazoom hanging up. <laughs> Boom. There I am. What's up? I just. Another NBA one. players can do it, which means I can too. That's, a, that's another one of those things that as the years go by, I find myself just Mr. Old Man sitting in the corner going, what are these kids doing? It doesn't make any sense. The other thing I can't figure out from last night, why did every NBA parent struggle with a microphone? So if you watch the draft last night, they had this little seating area. Uh, and I can't remember uh, the woman's name that was doing the interviews. I think Melissa McNutt or something like that. Monica. So, Monica McNutt. Yeah. So she's doing the interviews of the parents. So they got the the prospect and then both her parents. Prospect has a microphone to himself. Of course he should because he's the one who just got drafted. They hand a microphone to the parents and every single one of them could not understand. This is how you talk into a microphone. If you do it from over here, nobody can hear you. <laughs> they had to say that to like 14 of the 18 parents of, of first round picks last night. Hey, we didn't hand you that for it to be an adornment on the screen. It's a mic. You talk into it and we can hear you. I also love, and I can't remember which prospect it was. I said, how, how is your son going to impact the, uh, the, the, the community in whatever city he's getting his exact verbatim answer. Hell, I don't know. Good. Yeah. Let's family feud style. Let's go. That's not on the board. I, I don't know. He's going to make jumpers. A lot of jumpers. Uh, beyond that, I'm not real sure. He's he's, he's going to do stuff. Uh, yeah, that's all I know. He's going to go play basketball, and you're going to pay for tickets, and that's going to stimulate the local economy. True international average of pressure. Boom. <laughs> NBA draft 2023. Nice. nice. These guys was, are doing stuff. Was, I mean, was there anything, anything that surprised you? It surprised above me. Above all else. It surprised me how bad the analysis could be at times. And then in the last 20 picks, there were more people in this studio than there were in the Barclays Center. And they kept showing like panoramic glimpses of it. And I could not stop laughing. So like pick 40 happens. You're, you've literally already watched the mass exodus from the Barclays Center. Mm -hmm. Now you got Mark Tatum and they're gonna seriously like oh we're still doing you can actually audibly hear the hecklers on mark tatum you can hear what they're saying and they keep panning around and it looks like an empty warehouse that they're filming this in it's like, just go commercial we, you know what we'll go to commercial we'll come back we'll tell it we'll tell the names of the two picks that just happened then we'll go back to commercial yeah. and we'll do that for the next 20 picks because this has gone on for four and a half hours right and at this point who cares right is there a nikola Jokic going to be in this draft maybe but we don't care to see him uh, talk to anyone honestly and i'm i'm very angry 
that the Orlando Magic uh, killed my dream and didn't draft Grady Dick. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sad moment. R.I.P. Trending shirt, twenty twenty three. So, so he was the winner last night, fashion wise. No in doubt. In your opinion, no doubt. When you just go, what? How, all right, I went to Kansas. What am I going to wear? Dorothy slipper. I mean, short of wearing, short of having Toto play your entrance music, nothing better. <laughs> Toto. No doubt. Now that would have been Toto. If he had had Toto playing him, playing his way up to the stage. My new favorite NBA but, player of all time. Why, not, why wouldn't it not be Kansas? Why would it be Toto? Because <sighs> I don't want to hear dust in the wind as he's coming up. Better than anything Toto ever did. Factually inaccurate. That's not even kind of true. Name a Toto song. Uh, End of message. Repeat the line. I'm going to think of one. Or I'm going to Google it in the I'm, break. I, I was going to say, and I we're gonna, bet you don't. And we're going to come back with that song. That's how I feel I, like this I is going to go. you can't give me one. Give me two. A handful of minutes. I'm <laughs> He's like, let me Google it first. Uh, Africa, by the way. Africa, that's, that's the that's one. That's the most popular. It, uh, no doubt. Let's. That's a great song, by the way. Hold the Line uh, was another one that they did that had a little bit of success. Hold on loosely? Is, is no, that the no, same no, thing? No, no, no. This is Hold the Line was the name of the song. Uh, anyhow. Rosanna. Also, Rosanna, also Rosa- a great song. Oh, Let's sing go. that one for me. Rosanna, Rosanna. Oh, he did know it. Now, could Jeremy say another word of it? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't know if it's about Rosanna, Rosanna Dana from Saturday Night Live or about Roseanne Barr. (laughs) You can tell me any of them. Entirely possible. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it wasn't about Roseanne Barr. Last night's NBA draft, it gave us talking points for the Charlotte Hornets. Obviously, Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. Will this be another example of the the, the Hornets just completely punting on a first-round draft pick? No. Brandon Miller's going to be fine. I don't know that he's going to be the perennial all-star, but the gnashing of teeth because you didn't draft a guy that eviscerated the G League. Ooh, who's the most successful player that ever did that? Uh, Jalen Green, that is that really floating your boat for that Houston team that just won 17 games? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. You know what I want? I want a player that couldn't defend my laptop and just goes full team gets mine at all impasses when I already have a pass first point guard. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. By the way, isn't Chris Middleton, isn't he the greatest G League player of all time? He played in the G League. He didn't play for G League night. He played at Texas State him. Oh, I, no, I just, I'm talking about guys that didn't go to college. Oh. They just went, you know what I want to do? I want to make $400 a week to go play for a, a G League Ignite team. Yeah, That list of all-stars, I'm not sure, would beat the iHeartRadio all-stars. <laughs> well, they've only been doing it for a couple of years. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, and they've all all gone to the league and not been able to defend a desk lamp. So, yeah, let's, yeah I really want to do that a lot. Who, who who did themselves the biggest favors last night? Sacramento Kings drafting Jalen Slauson. Let's go. Oh, that was it? Let's go. Jalen Slauson and Olivier Max Maxence Prosper. You, you know who did themselves the biggest favor? Uh, those of you that wisely watched the first three picks and then went, pretty sure there's a 2020 rerun on Bingo. somewhere. It's, it's bedtime. Away I go. It's time to go. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. 
apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee, cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. The Sports Opera Scene. We're just dumb a bag of hammers. We are back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville and the NBA draft last night. It had, uh, you know, its usual fanfare for the first pick. I mean, Victor Webinyama, although uh, intern Jake says he was very upset that they let the clock run way too long on that. It was going way too long. I mean, they always do because it's a television show and they want to keep you hanging on. And then Victor Webb, you know what tells me everything you need to know about the popularity of the NBA? Victor Webb and Yama's sister trended longer than he did. True story. She hot? I mean, I have to ask. I mean, that's the only reason she would. Otherwise, it was like, what? Did she get like mustard on her face and did the interview nope. with mustard sitting nope. there? Like, she, was, she was just fine. Okay. All right. There you go. I just don't understand how. You know for a fact Victor Webinyama is going number one. So why in the heck did we have to wait twelve minutes for the announcement? Uh because they wanted to, they knew that after the third pick, seventy eight percent of their audience was going to go watch uh, reruns of the X Files, and it, nobody would care. Now it's the day after the NBA draft. If you've been around for the number of years we've been doing this, you know that at some point in this show, I'm going to complain about <laughs> something that I've complained about every year that I've ever had a microphone in front of me. Why can we not figure out, give the kid the hat of the team he's going to play for? <laughs> this is the stupidest thing we do every single year. And last night, they actually tried. Like, okay, so now the first round picks, we should tell you where they're going to play, but we're going to wait until the second round when you're already drunk from the Jay Billis drinking game, and you'll forget because the league year doesn't start for another two weeks, so we can't officially announce trades. That's the stupidest thing on the planet! I watched Bilal Kulabali, whose name I really struggle to pronounce. Don't L's with a vowel in between. It's hard to say. All night last night, wearing a, a Pacers hat. Oh, I'm really excited to be going to the Pacers, but you're not! You're going to the Wizards. And so now, the fact that this kid could be working at the Home Depot three years from now, draft night might be the greatest thing he ever had. And now he has a slew of pictures of him wearing a Pacers hat. Like, hey, look, that's who drafted me. 
How many games did you play for him? None. None. It's, ugh. How can you not figure that out? I also, it's, is Adam Silver getting weirder looking by the day? 100%. He looks like a bug mixed with an alien, and it's coming to infiltrate the planet. And, it, and it's doing it by lulling us to sleep, announcing NBA draft picks. Well, I mean, if you didn't see this coming, uh, I don't know what to do for you. I mean, as a, as a non-attractive man myself, I can see other non-attractive men and go, you are going to age horribly. Sorry, I was looking for the belt. That's, I think that's the most truthful thing Doug's ever said on the, the show. Only, it's the only possible solution here. Adam Silver was never going to look better than he did when he took over for for Stern. Uh, Tank, could you do me a favor? You know, we're, we're simulcast on YouTube, so I, I feel like the visual is that. Could you, could, you, could you take your hat off for a second? Could, could you possibly do us a favor and take that? Um... Okay, that look didn't help anything. The the come hither look to the camera. <laughs> My skin just crawled. Uh, I didn't need that. I, I just, I'm noticing that you, if we, like, you know when you put a picture in Photoshop and you stretch it? Yeah. So, and it doesn't keep its dimensions? If you stretched Tank vertically and then maybe made him a little narrower, he would look like a long-lost member of Adam Silver's family. Hmm. You know, oh, we didn't say this off the jump because I forgot. But today is a day just filled with conspiracies. Oh, here we go. It's my favorite thing on the planet. It's a good conspiracy thing. Adam, buddy, you got you, you got to embrace the hat game, okay? Look, I don't care if you're wearing a bowler hat. I don't care if you're looking like a 1950s movie evil genius. You. Wear something on that dome. I sir. have a I have a better idea. Grady Dick, give Adam Silver your jacket. We'll get him a big fluffy white cat that he can just pet next year <laughs> as he announces the draft picks, and then he'll look like a Bond villain. No, he would. Maybe we'll get him a, a, a what is this a monocle? Adam Silver with that Grady Dick jacket, a white cat, and a monocle. You tell me that that's not somebody trying to kill Superman. Hundred percent. Let's go. See, I just fixed all of Adam's problems. All of Adam Silver's problems. He trended on Twitter last night because he looks like an alien bug. I just solved it for you. Steer into your inner villain. And while you're at it, fix it to where the draft picks can wear the right hat. Oh, it makes me sick. How, how, hard, you know- is it, how hard is it to go, okay, NBA draft day? That's the new beginning of the league, league year. year. Boom. Well, we don't actually know how much money we made. Who cares? Round off. It, it, you couldn't be missing it by that much unless your accountant is the same guy from Breaking Bad. How about this? Or or Ozark. How about count faster? Okay. Uh, yeah, may, maybe find it. Hey, call HWA. She'll count it for you for a low for the low low fee of just nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have the late year start, and we don't have to have these hypothetical proposed trade. It's so it so got dumb. so confusing last night that I couldn't figure out who was going where. I needed like a baseball call sheet of, oh, it was a single. That's a T900. No, T9. That was, no, T9, T9. No, T9. T9 was a texting input. The TI83, that was a calculator. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to score it, but I don't know where everybody's going. <laughs> 
Just make it simple. With the seventh pick in the NBA draft, the in, the Indiana Pacers have traded this pick to the Washington Wizards, and they take Blau Kalua will be. However you say his name. Done. Stop at the proposed trade. Nothing. Can you imagine if the NFL did that? I couldn't even watch Like the Houston Texans trade at three, and it's, well, in a proposed trade, Will Anderson goes to the Houston Texans, and he's up on the stage holding the Cardinals jersey, looking like Eli Manning, going, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Blink twice if you're being held against your will. It's, it's, I, oh, it drives, it's one of those stupid things that drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, it's that, uh, the fact that people still haven't gotten on board that birds aren't real, tanks scissor merge or whatever that stupid Zipper thing is merge. Yeah, it's just the i'm a jerk and i'm gonna drive in front of everybody but it's actually better no it's not it is for you because you're a jerk and everybody else had to wait an extra car because you couldn't didn't do to. what the sign told you to do didn't have to i actually <sighs> did what the sign told me to do it told me where the merge point was and i went to it that's how that works it's I don't not even know what you're talking about. So the, the oh scott, god, here we go. The scissor merge. You oh, know when you're when beautiful. You, you know when you're you're going down the highway. Yes. And you see left lane closed ahead, which that tells you what you should get over to the right and lane. not be a pompous sus and pull in front of everybody because well I merged at the merge point. Tank is one of those people. Tank is one of those people that I will wreck my car to keep you from getting in front of me. And if I don't keep you from getting in front of me, I might follow you to your to your house and poop in your driveway. And Ugh. hence why we have problems with the zipper merge. Because there's people like Jeremy out there who don't understand how traffic's supposed to work. <laughs> yes, I'm the problem. Uh, 100% Not you, you are. that can't follow the flow of traffic if they got here first. But because I was in the left lane... That means I should be allowed to just skip the line. That. You didn't stop that. <sighs> That's not what the flow of traffic is at all. The flow of traffic would be going. You, all right, so how it's supposed to go. And there have been countless studies done by engineering experts. Yeah, there were countless say, studies that said mask work, too. But how'd that work out? At the, about what? I said there were countless studies that said mask work, too. How'd that work out? <laughs> Science. They, they call it practice for a reason. You drive until the merge point, and then you get over. You don't get over early because that makes the backup twice as long. Everybody's standing there, sitting there, waiting in that line, and then you've got a whole lane of asphalt that nobody's using. You lower the backup by everybody using the highway at once, and then when you get to the merge point, you interchange. Whoever comes to the merge point, it's your turn. So basically, but people don't understand that. They're like, oh, you cut in front of me. I can't stand it. I've sat in this long line of traffic for 45 minutes because I'm stupid. That's what I hear. But it's also illegal to get in that lane after you've seen that. No, it's not. We're going to ask Asheville Police Chief David Zach that when he returns to the studio next week. And he will tell you, you were wrong. You were wrong. And you have a head like Adam Silver. And you have more tickets than I do. So scoreboard. You're in the sportsocracy. And this is CSPN Asheville. We'll get just a bit outside next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial Martial arts training has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. We are back in the sportsocracy. Back in the sportsocracy here on ESP in Asheville. And it's time to get just a bit outside where, um, well, Travis Kelsey, he's got a chance. He's got a chance to do something that nobody has ever done before. So you won the Super Bowl. But nobody's ever won a Super Bowl and won an Emmy in the same year well i mean who are the, uh, who are the contenders for that i have no idea i because I mean, Travis Kelsey, so and honestly have... he's being he's being nominated for an emmy that i never knew existed or at least i knew that the i knew that the award existed but i didn't realize that a spot on saturday night live could qualify you for the guest actor in a comedy series i mean i guess that counts does, does it that is count, a comedy though? series well, I mean, that, that was probably the only time anybody watched that show in, since, like, 1998. I mean, so. I I didn't even watch it when Kelsey was on it. I've I seen clips no, of it. Too. I've heard it. I've seen, the, you know, some funny clips from it. Heard it was good. Whatever. Uh, but he was a guest host on Saturday Night, Live, Saturday Night Live, and he has made the cut here from Saturday Night Live. They put his name forward for an Emmy in the category of Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. I mean, I guess if you think about it, I mean, Travis Kelsey, you, uh, you, you, when you host Saturday Night Live, you go up there for the entire week. You're in there in on the writing meetings, and you play a bit, and you practice, and you rehearse, and all those things. It would be the same, uh, the same essentially as, say, I don't know, who's your favorite comedic actor, um, uh, intern Jake? Probably Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. All right, so Great Adam Jesse. Sandler stars on, a, uh, on an episode of – Grey's Anatomy or something. Like, I don't think that would be funny. I, I don't think you understood the, the oh, comedy could be, side of it this. It could be hilarious. Absolutely. Adam Sandler's got a shiv in his forehead and cracking <laughs> jokes. Arch the hiney. That's right. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, he, he puts in about the same amount of work or maybe even more work than a guest spot on a, uh, on a, on a sitcom or something. I don't know. But he has been nominated, but that doesn't mean he's close to winning because 
how many how many names how many people get nominated for this category 472 uh, you're not far off you're not Sweet. far off there is uh, actually 140 total names on the list at this moment which is eventually going to get cut down to six total nominees so i don't know how good of a chance travis kelsey stands for making the cut down to six but could be, could be a first. I, I I think he's got a better chance than Walking Dead person Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Davidson. You don't like Pete? No, God, no, no one likes yeah, Pete. I, I God, don't no. think I've heard of anyone who actually likes Pete. Uh, Davidson. No, I I I've, I have a theory on Pete Davidson that I'm not sure I'm allowed <laughs> to talk about on the show. You don't. If you look at his dating record, I am convinced he made that same deal with the devil that Joe Namath made when the Jets won the Super Bowl. It's the only way to explain that, unless there's a real fetish for corpses. I told you, today was going to be a serious conspiracy theory day. You know Jeremy's a big fan of the conspiracy theory. And there is one out there, and it has to do with imitation Woj Bomb Shamsharania. Did you know he was a FanDuel partner? No, I but did. it makes sense. I mean, I did solely because Shams is a great NBA reporter. He also, on his Twitter bio, has Stadium, The Athletic, and FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Well, he works for Stadium. He works for The Athletic, which leads you to believe he also works for FanDuel. Now, here's where that could serve to be a bit of a problem. We have futures in the NBA draft which is something that Shams covers. Well, a couple days before the draft, he goes on the Pat McAfee show and says that Amon Thompson had had a very strong workout in Portland and he made an impression on them and that there was a lot of trending energy that the Charlotte Hornets were going to select Scoot Henderson at number two. Well, what did that do to the betting markets? By Tuesday night, Scoot Henderson was minus 900 to go second. I fell for it because I thought there was going to be a trade. There was never a shot. Tank and Jake, actually, you can both attest to this. I told both of you, if Charlotte keeps this pick, there is no shot it's not Brandon Miller. Right. It was the worst kept secret in the NBA. But Shams goes on the Pat McAfee show, throws a little uh, throws a little, little conspiracy dust out there, and the kooky madukies, like me, go, oink. You work for FanDuel. You just threw out information that was 100% not true. I mean, now, and I can't say what he said is not true. It very well could be true that there was an impression from Scoot, there was an impression from, from Amon Thompson, but it was also slightly misleading to what the rest of us were hearing behind closed doors. Led to a lot of bets on Fandle, led to Fandle making a lot of money. Man, I'm, I don't feel like I'm the only one. Fully believes. Got a little conspiracy there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shams Sharania. Shams Sharania. He has that much power to oh, yeah. shift the betting markets that well, way? I mean, the, the, the highest, uh, the, the greatest influence uh, among NBA reporters is Adrian Wojnarowski at one. Shams Sharania is a very close to. Okay. So, yeah, he's got a lot of pull. All right. Moves the betting market quite a bit. So, was he trying to get money for his uh, FanDuel well, I'm accounts? Not, I'm no. not saying that. I'm just saying seems a little seems a little weird. 
It's kind of like when you hear a song in your car, and then the next thing you know, your Amazon little Echo Dot plays it when you show up home. Maybe the birds. Could be the birds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not saying it's the birds, just saying it could be the birds. That's, that's why I don't have those surveillance devices in my house. I don't no, understand but why you have you bird do. feeders outside your house, so that means you really do. <laughs> Oh Every time a bird lights on it, you're just signaling your life to the government. <laughs> Jeremy lives amongst the spies and yet thinks that I'm inviting the spies with birdseed. Uh, 100%. Hashtag birds aren't real. Do the truth have, is out. We have to talk about this. <laughs> the truth is out. Oh, 100% he does. It gets brought up so much. Yeah. 100% he does. It's uh, it, it, I mean, for three and a half years, it's been brought up about this level for three and a half years. <laughs> and if I could just get the rest of you on board, I'd stop having to bring it up. Truth's <sighs> out there. That's all I can tell you. Truth's out there. Sorry. Yeah. Hashtag same energy uh, for uh, the zipper merch. Do some research on that. <sighs> yeah, I've done the research. <laughs> Kevin Bick, by the way, said that uh, he'll drive somebody under the guardrail before he lets him over. And again, you're the problem, not the other person. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in federal penitentiaries saying, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything wrong. Also, mm. if you do that, it's going to be your fault, not theirs. Depends on where they hit you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville and intern Jake has been the subject of, well, a lot of fun here over the last couple of weeks that he's been with us, and it's only going to continue as uh, he gets a bigger role here. Uh, if you've noticed on the uh, YouTube channel, I'm not in my particular usual place. That would be Inter Jake is in my usual place. We're getting him trained up to uh, run all the uh, run all the, the sounds and the buttons and the faders and stuff for next week's vacation, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, but We've been having a lot of fun with intern Jake, and Jeremy's got another fun game that he wants to play with the young guy. And so the, the name of this game is Lottery Winners or Lottery Losers. Okay. So what I did is I went back to the the NBA draft lotteries of, of Tank and I's younger generation. So I'm talking back to the 2000s. And I pulled some names that intern Jake may or may not be familiar with. So I'm going to give you a name, mm -hmm. and you have to tell me if it is a lottery loser, which would be a, a NBA draft pick bust okay. that you don't know, or was it the name of somebody that has been a cash winner of the North Carolina State Lottery <laughs> this year? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> North Carolina State cash lottery. Okay. Right, here we go. Okay. So the first one, Al Thornton. Al Thornton? Al Thornton. Uh, you know, that actually does not ring a bell, so I'm going to go with North Carolina lottery winner. No! Uh, Al Thornton was a star player for the Florida State Seminoles and was the number 14 pick in the 2007 NBA draft okay. to the Los Angeles Clippers. And he scored roughly 40 more points than I did. And you talk about a guy that I missed on aggressively. <laughs> that was one of them. Okay. All right, next one. Ferris Frank. Sounds like a hot dog. Um, it does sound like a hot dog. I, From Ferris. I, you know what? I'm going to have to double down. North Carolina lottery winner? That is correct. Yeah. $1.2 million winner. $2 million diamond dazzler winner. Ferris 
Frank. So Ferris Frank, not the hot dog. Not the hot dog. Next shout one. Out, shout out Ferris. Brandon Wright. This sounds like an early 2000s basketball player. I'm going to go lottery loser. Yeah! That is correct. Good job. He was also a 2007 draft pick of our Charlotte Bobcats. And he was. Uh, yeah, you talk about a guy that I, that's another one that I was super wrong on. Oh, you thought he was going to be something? I did. Because he was so long yeah, and so was. athletic and he was really good defensively. <laughs> Man, then, but he was also thin as a rail. couldn't shoot to uh-uh. save his life. Not a bit. Dominant as a freshman at Carolina. Not so much in the NBA. Oh, right, we got just a couple more of these. Okay. The next one. Robert Swift. Okay, come on now. That's that's got to be a North Carolina lottery winner. No, are you that serious? Is a seven foot, and he is a ginger brother of mine. High school entrant out of Bakerfield, Bakersfield High School, went to the Seattle SuperSonics, and was poopy. <laughs> uh, you talk about a guy that couldn't play dead in the Western. 97 games that he ever appeared in averaged a solid four points a game. Yes. Great. Oh he was gosh. a lottery pick. A high lottery pick. All right, this last one. Luke Jackson. I don't know if I should go off trends here, just my gut feeling. Trends would say it would be a lottery winner. My gut's telling me. It's a lottery loser. That is correct. Luke Jackson was uh, a 2003 selection of the Cleveland Cavaliers out of Oregon. Mm. Tremendous had a lettuce on that filler. Had a, you remember, do you remember Luke Jackson? No. He had his, his hair kind of looked like you put the head of a mop on a on a surfer. Okay, yeah, I just uh, looked he, it up. He oh, had a yeah. tremendous head of lettuce. Couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie, but my lord, he had great hair. And that was the guy that they went, yeah, we just got that kid, LeBron James. We need to follow that up with Luke Jackson. Absolutely. I'm looking at this dude right now. He looks like a goofball. Uh, He really does. He did when he played, too. (laughs) Uh, Luke Jackson often looked like he had won a fan contest to get up jumpers for the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) Like, oh, he hit a half quarter. That's uh, oh, we, we ought to let him get some run. Did Jordan Haber get drafted last night? No. no. I didn't no. see <laughs> No, he did not. And neither did Michael Mayer, who you love referencing quite often. Oh, only because uh, he I, sits I, right next to me no in the studio here. There's literally no resemblance between Michael I Mayer. Yeah, I don't see that one either. Now, he's got a mullet and a mustache. but Well, I mean, the mullet just means that NBA teams had all the opportunity in the world to draft an absolute dog. You find a mulleted man, that's that's, that's a card-carrying captain of the team gets mine right there. Oh, 100%. 100%. You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And coming up after the Sports Center update at the top of the hour, we're going to get into some football stuff because, I mean. We are a football that's, that's show. What we do. That's what we do. Um, we're <laughs> we're going to be talking about the, uh, well, remember everybody talking about Sean McDermott? In Buffalo. Oh, could he be fired? Yeah, the Buffalo Bills just went, y'all can pound sand. 
He's our guy. We'll talk about that plus Jeremy's bangers of the night coming up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power... Then you get the work. First things first, I hope you didn't fall for Shams Sharania's FanDuel-infused deception with the NBA draft, and you followed the worst-kept secret in the world, which was Charlotte was taking Brandon Miller and not Scoot Henderson. I fell for the trade, and for that, I apologize. Also, congratulations to Furman graduate Jalen Slauson for getting drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Now, we've moved past the draft. And we've really getting into limited things for me to wager on. But I got one thing. The College World Series. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices. Love the savings. The Florida Gators and the LSU Tigers take each other on in the College World Series 2023. Best of three. And it starts tomorrow. Look. I don't claim to be a baseball aficionado, but I've watched just enough of this to figure out that LSU has one thing, and it tends to travel, and it's momentum. They have been absolutely slaughtering teams through this tournament. There's also a little part of that, maybe they're a team of destiny. And you're catching plus 145 for them to win the series. I'm not going to sit here and break down their bullpen or their cleanup hitter or any of those things. I'm just going to tell you what is a casual observer and a lifelong better I've seen. LSU has all the momentum in the world coming off one of the only great baseball games I've ever seen, and I think that carries. Give me the LSU Tigers to win the World Series, plus 145. For more, find us on all the social medias, at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles, love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere you go. Take us with you. 
on the iHeartRadio app. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link so you can see us live at the Ingles Studio on YouTube. Once you're through to YouTube, click the subscribe button so you can join us in the chat each and every day. And it's football time. And I love how, you know, fans get all in their feelings about a certain player, coach, front office member, and then the team just goes, yeah, y'all can shut up now. Uh, However, is this one of those cases where the team goes, y'all can shut up now, and then a year from now, they'll be going, oh, yeah, you remember that contract extension we gave those guys? Yeah, that's, (laughs) we're not, we're not really going to be doing that. Yeah, let me draw a uh, parallel for you. Four days ago, new Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy Jr. said, we anticipate Jordan Poole being a member of the Golden State Warriors for at least the next four years. Three days later, sent to the Washington Wizards. And that's exactly what this is. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, so the head coach of the Buffalo Bills and the GM of the Buffalo Bills, have both given con- been given contract extensions through the 2027 season. Now, obviously, we have our concerns. We've talked many times. The Buffalo Bills, what is their problem? Why are they not? Why can they not get over the hump? They haven't been able to get out of the AFC and get to a Super Bowl, despite being the favorite for the past three years, or two years, I guess. So what's the problem? Is it Josh Allen? Is it the fumbling issues that he has? Is it his uh, inaccuracy? Is it what? Is it the fact that they don't have a running game? Is it the fact that the offensive line blew up in the playoffs last year? I think all of those things have merit in the discussion. But does it all come down to Sean McDermott? just not a head coach or not a good head coach in this league well you have to ask yourself the question let's say things don't go buffalo's way this year mm-hmm. who's gonna be the fall guy it's not gonna be josh allen they're committed to him for five years so you're not gonna get him a team disappoints one of three people take the fall it's either the gm the head coach or the quarterback don't feel like it's going to be Brandon Bean because he's the one who put this team together and it's very talented. This is the most talented run of Buffalo Bills football we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not me, Josh Allen. Well, but we gave him a contract extension. How many times have we seen coaches get this and a year later? Or they get the dreaded vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. All this was, his contract I believe ran out after not this upcoming season, but the following. All this was, with a little clerical work to make sure if things go the right way, we don't have to figure this out next year. Because mm-hmm. an NFL coach will virtually never go into a final year of a contract without a deal being done. This is being made a much bigger story than it is. Because I got news for you. I, I'm looking at the Bills schedule right now. If this team doesn't win 11 games, Sean McDermott is not going to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills in a year. Not. Because you cannot do this but for so long. And now, I have felt for a long time that he's opened himself up to criticism. I, I said this with Stefan Diggs. All you have to do, say nothing. That's It's a beautiful thing. My favorite word in the English language, no. Do you have a comment? No. No, I don't. And now you look at this roster, and I almost feel like the Buffalo Bills are in a, I feel like they're in a catch-22. 
Let me explain to you what I mean by that. They've been the best team in this division for three years now? Yep. Yeah. Are they the best team in this division right now? Mm, I would yeah. still say so. Yeah. yeah. But you see how both of you had to hesitate on that? Oh, yeah. They've been comfortably the best team in this division for the last three years. Mm-hmm. They're not comfortably anything now. So, if this team rises to the occasion, I like what they did in the draft. The first three picks, were, uh, to me, were all excellent. And I think they're all going to contribute this year. You start with the Jets, and to me, that is the most no-win situation I've ever seen in my life. You're playing on 9-11 in New York with Aaron Rodgers. That will be the loudest that stadium has been since Eli Manning. Uh, or, or Actually, it wasn't even Eli Manning since uh, probably ever. In the history of MetLife, this may be the loudest it's ever been. Because you got Jet fans, like myself, that are kooky madookies, and when you give us a reason to be excited, we will show up and drink 47 domestic lights, say the most vile, god-awful things you've ever heard, and we'll be really, really loud. Now, from there, you go Raiders-Commanders. That's two wins. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's many chances of that going any other way. But then you look down the rest of the schedule, they don't play another set of no-doubter games except at New England and Tampa Bay. That's the best two-game stretch they play the rest of the year. And I'm not saying that's a no-doubter, because you got to go into Foxborough and beat New England. And I'm uh, look, I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory guy here, but I've said this a hundred times now, we're treating New England like they're a speed bump, and they're not. So I have legitimate big-boy fears about Buffalo, because I don't know what's going to be good enough to satiate the fan base. How many years are you the, the the favorite in your division, loosely the favorite in your conference, whether you should be or not? We've talked about Buffalo for three solid years. This will be the fourth. Mm-hmm. You haven't even gotten to one yet. Joe Burrow got to one in his first healthy season with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Kansas City Chiefs are looking like the, the level of dynasty that people want to sell you that the New England Patriots were. Not because I'm saying it's better, but because they seem to be going to the Super Bowl every other year. New England had lapses there. This could be a legit dynasty, and I'm not sure there's anything you can do about it. So is Buffalo better than Kansas City? No. 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 Are they better than Cincinnati? No. 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 Are they better than the Chargers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if they're better than Jacksonville, though, right now. Jacksonville, the Jets, Miami. It's a murderer's row in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And if this game, go- if this team goes 10-7, and seven, let's say the Jets or the Dolphins win the division, you go on the road – to one of these division winners and get beaten in the first round of the playoffs. Is Sean McDermott the head coach of the Buffalo Bills in the year? No. no way. That's not how today's sports world works. And I mean, you look at you look at Sean McDermott. He became the coach of the Buffalo Bills in 2017. All right. Since then, how many times has he been to the playoffs? Four? Five. Five. Five out of six years he's been to the playoffs. They've gotten a win in the playoffs. At least one win in the playoffs three years in a row. They have not been able to get over the Kansas City Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals. Twice they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs and then the Cincinnati Bengals last year in the divisional round. I get that you're upset and you're disappointed that this team hasn't done it yet. But is that is there is 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 it Sean McDermott's fault? Is there another coach that right now you would sign up and go, that guy could take this team to a Super Bowl? 
Because the coach doesn't change what they're facing, right? No. The coach isn't going to change the fact that they can't beat the Cincinnati no, Bengals this, or the Kansas City Chiefs. No, but this is Hurricane Rock. For those of you that are new to the program, I've long had a philosophy uh, that people have this. I, and I don't think people do it on purpose, but you take things that have absolutely nothing to do with each other and they become about each other. And I've always said it's the rock you put out in front of your house and go, well, since that rock's been there, we haven't had one hurricane hit our house. Well, because you live in Oklahoma. So that's <laughs> not really liable to happen. It doesn't really matter because fans are not rational. And so if Buffalo takes a step back, and taking a step back would still be a tremendous season, somebody's going to take the blame for it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you just lather it up and go, well, it, it didn't work out last year. Maybe we'll do it again. No, and it's it's 100% going to be on the head coach. We all know this. I mean, this team in the last four years has won 10 games, 11 games, and 13 twice. Those two 13-win seasons are in two of the last three. This team comes out and goes 10-7. and seven. Is that a positive mm-hmm. season or a negative season? That's a negative. No doubt. And so you're going to change the one thing that's not nailed to the ground. John, Josh Allen is going to be here, period. Mm-hmm. I feel like Stefan Diggs is going to be here, period. You're going to keep throwing guys like Gabriel Davis, Dalton Kincaid, James Cook. They're going to keep trying to load up this offense. Here's what bothers me about Sean McDermott. In two of their four playoff losses, what let them down? The defense. That thing that Sean McDermott is supposed to do so well. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on record as saying there is no shot I would hire a defensive coach in this league. I just won't. I can rotate guys that have been head coaches or have head coaching aspirations, and I can do it year after year after year after year. The thing I've got to have is that offense in place. Now, you're on year two of Ken Dorsey replacing Brian Dayball. Mm-hmm. We don't know that Ken Dorsey is a good offensive coordinator. We don't know that. I mean, the offense was good last year. Went into the playoffs, couldn't do anything anything against the Bengals. That's not really on Sean McDermott, but that's who's going to get the blame. And so for me, I'm just looking at Buffalo going, you're expecting a different, a different solution. And I could argue this is the worst spot you've been in, in the last five, not because anything you did. I don't think this team's drastically less than they have been in the past, but what's around you is, Everybody else got better. The path to getting where you want to go has now been littered with Captain Hiawaska and Tua <laughs> Tungavailoa. There's a lot of impediment here. And I'm I'm at the point of, you've now done this five years in a row, you haven't really changed much, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and again, over and, over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where Buffalo's at. So when is it? That's the question for me. When when is enough enough? When how much moderate success do you put up with before you go? We got to change things drastically. I feel like if they don't go to the AFC Championship this year, I think it was Super Bowl. You think this year they have to win a yep. Super Bowl? Must win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Towner YouTube comment said, "So what? She's lost to the Bengals a bunch till they didn't. Yeah, and they were also sitting on a Super Bowl victory. You can do a lot of stupid things." All right, let me draw a comparison. I swear to you, I'm not saying this because of New England. Has Bill Belichick done anything in the last four years that makes you think he's a good NFL head coach? Because no. I would argue no. 
Not at all. But you know what he's sitting on? More rings than any coach has ever had, right. which gives you a lot of platitude mm-hmm. to be to, to, to keep chugging out Mac Jones and run first football and defense wins championships and go seven and ten, eight, nine, nine and eight. Nobody will ever say anything about Bill, and I promise you the fact that I even mentioned that will get somebody to come out of the woodwork and go, you're a Patriots hater. No, I'm not. I'm actually, for me, it's all respect. That you've had a 40-year career, and half of it has been mediocre. The other half was great, and it bought you the platitude of you can do this until you're 114 years old, and nobody will so much as second-guess you. Andy Reid has a really good track record of being really good. And as soon as he got over the threshold of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, yeah, guess what? He's in the same boat as Bill. Mm-hmm. He can do this till kingdom come. Sean McDermott has zero equity. None. You've had great teams and you took them to where they were supposed to go. That opens you up to all kinds of criticism. And I just can't figure out what exactly Buffalo – the only thing I – looking at Buffalo extending Bean and, and McDermott today – is this was meant to be one of those coddle you, pat you on the head. No, we're completely comfortable with Sean McDermott. Meanwhile, behind closed doors, they're going, yeah, the buyout on that is $4 million, which the Pagula family may have in their couch cushions. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think that's going to preclude anything. There's no salary cap on coaches. I can do anything I want to. So for me, this is one of those stories that it sounds really good, and you throw it out in a Friday media dump right before the Fourth of July week. Yeah, you hear hoofbeats makes a lot more sense to assume horses than zebras. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. All it was done, all that this actually does, is coddle the fan base to keep them off Sean McDermott. Gives him no, absolutely no, more security than he had. And I'm not sure he's not on the hottest seat of any coach in the NFL. That seems like a bit of a stretch to me, but as you said, if I mean if it is Super Bowl or bust, then he might as well quit now. I mean, I feel the same way about the Buffalo Bills as I did about the Green Bay Packers when we were talking years ago, and you you guys laughed at me when I said their championship window had closed. Well, I laughed did they at win you. another championship? No, they didn't. And I feel and I feel the same. Hurricane Could Rock. it happen? Maybe. Yeah, they got to two NFC championships after you said that. So. I mean, they were right in position to do it. That doesn't mean yeah, you know who's win. Yeah, you know whose championship window has closed? Uh, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that one's closed. Uh, oh, stop. Are you, are you serious? Oh, my. Stop. I don't know about that. Uh, you think With Nicole, Chris Paul? Is Nikola Jokic going to go on an a, a <laughs> underwater exploration? Because no. that's the only way that uh, – with Chris Paul, who couldn't guard me. I didn't even mean to change the topic. How'd they there. win last year? Uh, they didn't. Uh, they got annihilated in the playoffs by the uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors were the champions of the NBA last year. Last year, last year just ended. You're talking about two years ago. Oh I got, Jesus I Christ! Got, it's been five days. You know what I meant? I, I didn't. I, <laughs> you I, should. I, I thought you were talking about because they advanced through the playoffs. No, no, they won one last season before last. Yeah, then yeah, they're two years older now. And now they're counting on Chris Paul. Yeah. It's the most expensive team in the league. I, was like, I, I would have said that. Way. I would have said that window was closed before they won two years ago. Yeah, let me let me put it this way. I'll bet my net worth Golden State doesn't get to another finals. Straight up, if it, with anybody that wants to bet it, right now, yeah, straight up. I'm just gonna because write that down for next year. Mark that. Yeah, because <laughs> guaranteed, you give me four guys that cannot play dead in the Western defensively. <laughs> good luck with that. We got Chris Paul for $30 million. Yeah, no other team was prepared to pay more than five. It's a great value you got there. 
To me, the deck is the deck is stacked against Buffalo, and I don't know that changing the coach is going to change anything. Well, but I it's mean, a moot point because we all know he's going to be fired if it's a lackluster season. Well, and, and that's it, it's ironic you said that. We got to take a break, but there's another coach that I feel like is in the same boat, and I can't for the life of me figure out why teams do this. And I don't know how you're supposed to fix it. I don't feel like Buffalo did anything. They didn't do anything that they shouldn't have. The other one did. But I'm going to draw a parallel between the two, and I want the two of you to tell me if I'm out of my mind. You're in the Sportocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion customized to your precise standards and did we mention the cookies it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch The sports awkward two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is ESPN Asheville. It is. Well, it's time for Jeremy to pay off on a tease. I love it when Jeremy does the teases. So the Buffalo Bills have a major problem here. The major problem is that there's a big scary bear. You remember that that that, that kids book? There's a monster at the end of this book. No. It was apparently like my favorite story as a child. Okay. And there was a monster at the end of the book. That's where Buffalo is at. There, There is a, and I'm going to give you the, the, I'm going to draw a parallel and then you tell me who that sounds like. This is a team that is probably as maxed out as you're possibly going to get because you're heavily invested in veterans. You don't have a ton of young guys that make you feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, you got young talent, don't get me wrong, but you don't have franchise altering young guys. So you have gone chips to the end of the table with a coach that not everybody believes in. Mm -hmm. And really, no matter what you do, you're still going to come up against the big scary bear at the end of the book. Okay. You think I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills, right? Yeah. I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys. They're in the same boat. Of I genuinely feel like both of those teams could go to to their conference championship game and their coach get fired. 100%. I disagree. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think that if you get there, you're getting fired. So my, so, All right. So my question would be, how would either of these teams sell that to the fan base? How you sell it? Well, what's going to change? All right. So we have come up against this enough times. More, more Buffalo than Dallas, because this will only really be the second year that you felt like Dallas had anything. Exactly. But what's going to change? I mean, Philadelphia is an ascending team. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, I would argue, is an ascending team because they seem to be getting better every single year. Mm-hmm. You're pegged. How do the Dallas Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills get any better than they are right now? You got a series of veterans. You're in cap hell. 
You've got two quarterbacks that are incredibly expensive, one disproportionate to his talent, one that I think is actually, as time goes on, going to become more of a value, but still very expensive. Mm -hmm. What's going to change? You think Philadelphia's going to get worse? Kansas City's going to get worse? Uh, No. And I'm already there with Buffalo. I'm just seeing ahead to Dallas because I think they're the second-best team in their conference, Mm -hmm. and I see virtually no shot they make it to a Super Bowl because you're going to have to go through at least two road games to get there. I don't buy it. I don't buy it with Mike McCarthy. I don't buy it with Sean McDermott. Okay. That's not really a, a – it's not a flaw of the roster. It's a flaw of who you are. And so how long do you just keep lathering this up the exact same way? This is starting to feel exactly like 1990s Buffalo Bills football. Oh, you get a Super Bowl? Yeah, because the AFC is awful. Awful. Mm-hmm. The only real impediment they had year in, year out was the Denver Broncos. And the Houston Oilers. And Yeah. Who uh, you think the the Buffalo history of winning in the playoffs is bad? Look into Houston. It was <laughs> it, it made Buffalo look like a Tonka toy. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, will I be shocked if they both go to the one goes to the AFC Championship game, the other one goes to the NFC Championship game? They both lose to the to the juggernauts, and then they their coaches get fired. I'm not going to be shocked. And, and st- I just don't think that's the way you should do this. I. So what? Is it, I, I, so you want to just keep lathering up and doing the same thing, even though it's proven it's not going to work? I think what you said about but do you just change to change just for the sake of change? I mean, we're well, already the third best team in the in the league, right? Okay, ask yourself this. Here's here is here's how I think this goes. So let me elaborate a little bit because Stephen Tao had a good point in the uh, YouTube comments. He said Jerry likes yes men. Mike McCarthy's a yes man. I think he's safer. Jerry Jones is getting to that point, age wise where the clock has got to be ticking. Mm-hmm. So the the yes men, eh, I always thought, that, or at least in the last 10 years, I've thought that narrative was a little overrated. Jerry is insanely loyal. He just let Kellen Moore walk out the door. All right, Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers, and all of a sudden that offense looks dynamic, and they go to the playoffs and win a game or two. Do you not think he looks around and goes, hmm, maybe I should have promoted Kellen Moore instead of this moron. Now, same thing. Do you not think the Pagula family looks around right now and goes, what would this team look like if Brian Dayball was our head coach? I mean, here's scary. the thing. It's one thing to be unhappy with your spouse. It's another when you were in a relationship right before it and all of a sudden all the success and all the money, driving beautiful cars and big homes, and you look around and go, hmm, I, I boo-booed that pretty bad, didn't I? <laughs> and I could argue Buffalo and Dallas are going to be in that same boat within the next 365 days. I think mm-hmm. what you said about Buffalo with this is a, like a must-win Super Bowl year, that's how I feel about Dallas. I mean, 100%. You literally have all the pieces this season. You've built this, t- and that's uh, that's the thing, is that you have to look at where teams are. This is almost like playing cards. All right, if you've got a million chips and everybody else around the table has 50,000, you can throw money around like it's nothing. Because all i got to do is have a mediocre hand, and i got the shot to take you out, so I'm going to risk it. Mm-hmm. And I do that enough times, and I can bust myself out. Now, if you're the if you've got a smaller chip stack, which I would argue Buffalo and Dallas do, because they're not as good as Kansas City, mm-hmm. they're not as loaded as Cincinnati, they're not as loaded as Philadelphia, they're not as young as Seattle. I could keep doing this. Now you're one of those medium stacks, and you're all in. You bust here, what happens? Team gets torn apart because Stephon Diggs is older. Josh Allen is uh, he's a value, 
but he's going to become a better value as time goes on. Von Miller's older. Virtually every star on this team is older. I say the same thing about Dallas outside of Micah Parsons. That's the only player on that team I look at and go, yeah, he's still ascending. Tony Pollard, maybe, but he's a running back. Mm -hmm. CeeDee Lamb, Lamb. maybe, but he's a 25-year-old wide receiver. Okay, so he's ascending, but how long is he going to be ascending? Or 24. I think he's 24, will be 25. But how long is he going to be ascending? Shelf life on receivers. We don't talk about that the same way we do with running backs. It ain't much bigger. You got four receivers in the NFL that are over 30 years old. Mm -hmm. So this is not a huge window. It's still another six years, though. I mean, and I I got that. Right. But is the team around him going to get better? Because he's about to get really expensive. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks is the 30 years career, old. Maybe. Almost 30 years old. He's always younger than I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's been a league for – somebody's been a league for 14 years, and he's only 29 years old. He's, been he's like changed teams six like six teams. times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just – I'm one of those that when I look at a team, how good is your good and how bad is your bad? Well, we're going to see what the good of Buffalo and the good of Dallas is. Mm-hmm. Because your feet are to the fire. Because there are, there are exes in other cities that can make you look real stupid. Brian Dable's already kind of done it. Because ask yourself this. How different would you feel about the Buffalo Bills if Brian Dable was their head coach? Because I can tell you right now, they'd, be, they'd probably be my favorite in the AFC. Really? That's how good of a coach I think he is. I mean, you saw what he did to New York. No one talked about that offense until last year. Yeah, the Giants who were not nearly as talented as they showed last year. Because Brian Dable's a good coach. I'm still to this day not positive that Sean McDermott is. Mm-hmm. So yards bl- uh, above your blocking or however that uh, uh, expected yardage. Yeah, yeah, above expectations. It's one thing to get four and a half yards of carry if you got the best offensive line in the league. It's more impressive if you get 4.3 yards per carry and you have the worst offensive line in the league. Sean McDermott has never proven me. Same thing as Mike McCarthy. McCarthy's got a Super Bowl. McDermott doesn't. Mm-hmm. You have proven to me that you can get what your team is. They're not going to be worse than the talent dictates, but can you make them better? This is the first time I could legitimately say, from a talent standpoint, you are at a deficiency to every, to the, the highest teams in your conference. So now you're going to have to be the one that makes them better. And when you don't do it, I'm just supposed to lather it up and do it again? Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner weather forecast on ESPN Asheville. A couple of thunderstorms cruising in from the west tonight. Temperatures uh, in the upper 50s here in the valley. Less of a storm chance for the weekend with a little bit of a drop to the humidity this weekend. And temps in the upper 70s for Saturday and uh, mid-80s on Sunday. Scattered thunderstorms possible Monday and a high of 85 degrees. And we'll stay in the mid-80s for much of next week. I'm meteorologist Scott Laurie Moore. That's the latest Weather Channel forecast. At Ingalls Weather, we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and it's time to get weird. And, well, weird. We don't often talk about baseball on this here program, but here's one from uh, from the Diamond, or, well, actually just off of the Diamond. As a certain group, I'm going to call them the Lords of No Fun, 
they got a real problem with one of the names in minor league baseball. Is it the Trash Pandas? It's not the Trash Pandas. Not the Trash Pandas. It's actually the Macon Bacon. Okay. I am a huge poo-pooer of baseball. But Macon Bacon is, that's, all right, I'll, I'll give you that's pretty good. <laughs> Look, it's not the best name that a Macon Georgia team has ever had, but. What is? Uh, the, uh, the, the Macon Whoopie. The Macon Whoopie was one of the uh, one one of the, one of the great names in baseball or was there, sports was history. Was their logo Whoopie uh, Cushion? Was, <laughs> what, what is your mascot when you're the Whoopie? It's, I mean, I, I got a couple ideas, but I don't think it would be good for FCC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are the Macon Bacon baseball team, which it has been called since 2018, has now drawn the ire of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and this. <laughs> group of brilliant doctors says that the georgia summer collegiate team sending a bad message to fans because too much bacon can give you colorectal cancer and that's just stu- you're stupid you now, know what bacon is awesome and you know what if you told me i could live till i was 90 no bacon live till i was 70 <laughs> lots of bacon Uh, Lean to the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, or as we now call it, the new PETA, uh, just wants no one to have any fun anymore and says that instead the team should rename themselves the Macon Fakin' Bacon. Shut up. What? Stop talking. Yeah. Fakin' Bacon. Fakin' is not a thing. Okay? Straight up. So yesterday, during our off day, I, and look, I'm, I'm health conscious, okay? Yesterday, I made mashed cauliflower to substitute for a mashed potato. There you go. That's, That's good. Healthy it's choice. It's a health choice. Mm-hmm. Don't really know, but I also love cauliflower. Now, if you hand me a BLT, it's got faking on it, we're going to fight. Of course you <laughs> are. Realsies. Because here's the thing. Faking bacon doesn't taste like bacon. Stop with your. Oh, it's, you'll never know the difference. No, you'll one hundred percent know the difference. difference. Yeah. Mr. Impossible Burger. Yeah. Here, have some cardboard on bread. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, here- I don't want it. Give me all the colorectal cancer if it means that I get to have bacon in my face hole. Yeah, here's the thing. If you if I buy a BLT from you. You hand me one with faking on it. Mm-mm. I'm gonna hand you Monopoly money. I'm gonna go 100. percent Does that work for you? Because oh, okay. that's exactly what this sandwich is worth now. You're gonna try to charge me 15.99 for using the plant-based healthy option when really it ain't worth two cents. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we had we had family lunch. First time we've done that with uh, with, with intern Jake in it was the building. A great time. And he got to see, you know, what Tank and I do on uh, on our version of the Dan Patrick Meat Fridays, which is we call a fast food place and they send us all their foods for the low, low price of whatever is in the offer on Uber Eats. Sadly <laughs> enough, this caught, the, of course, the, uh, the attention of the news media and the news media had to go to the team and say, hey, what do you think about this group of know-it-alls who say that basically you're trying to kill your, uh, your, 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 your fans? Um, they didn't do the proper thing, 
which would have been have Kevin, their mascot, get it? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you get Kevin Bacon to go on Twitter and say something really nasty that'll go viral. They didn't do it that way. No, they had to issue a, 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 a an official statement that said, the make and bacon do not view ourselves as a glorification of an unhealthy lifestyle. Rather, we pride ourselves on being a fun-natured organization focused on bringing families and communities together of middle Georgia and beyond. <laughs> uh, don't I, we all just feel better about life? Can, can I ask you a question? Why did you read that as Ron Burgundy? <laughs> My because that's how every cookie cutter. <laughs> that's how every cookie cutter statement needs to be read. Because we all know what the what the guys in the front office of the making bacon were doing when they got the. Are you serious? Are you serious, Clark? Because this is the dumbest thing get, I think I've ever heard. The making fake and bacon. I'm I'm sure that all of those uh, red dead Republicans in middle Georgia are just really on the plant-based bacon diet. Little tofurkey. Let's Good go. Good Lord. Well, know your audience and shut up. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? That should actually be the, that should be the tagline of this show. Yeah, like and it. here's the thing, making bacon. You stick to your guns. It's bacon. <laughs> Is an American institution. We here at the Sportsocracy support you. Tank, you've had a problem for basically your entire life. That mm-hmm. You are but merely five foot five. <laughs> and that's if you're standing on a phone so on, That's if you're standing on a phone book on the side of a hill. Maybe wearing a pair of high heels. You need a little boost. There was a man in Atlanta. He had the same problem. But he, unlike Tank, who just, you know, lifts his chair up and makes himself look five ten. This guy put his money where his mouth was. $81,000 is what he spent on limb lengthening surgeries. Did you know there was such a thing as a limb lengthening surgery? No. What? All right, here's how this works. They basically break your bones. By the way, you can find this guy on Instagram at Mr. Broken Bones, because that's his name. Never says his real name, but that's his handle on Instagram. Big fan of that. So they break your bones, and it's your fibia and your tibia. They put a rod in it, and then they adjust it every 90 days, and they make it longer. Then they do, when you're done, they make, they put bone grafts around it, basically to make it your actual leg. So you have steel rods in your legs forever. This guy went from 5'5 five, five to 6 foot. That's aggressive. That is a whale of a difference. It also looks just horrifically painful. <laughs> I mean, some of the pictures here, I would rather be tortured for information than any of this. Now, I don't have this problem because I'm a respectable six foot five, but it did make me go down a rabbit hole of just how tall could we make tank. That's a good point. But I like, mean, he's starting five four, so we're not going to quite get him to, to six foot <laughs> tall. What are you going to do with like like jeans and pants oh, no and idea. all that stuff? So, are you serious? I, so we'll say there's a there's a picture of the guy on his Instagram showing his where he started and where he ended because he is now almost six foot tall. Mm-hmm. So showing where he started, where he ended, I can't actually tell that his torso didn't get any longer, mm-hmm. and that his legs did. Now he's wearing clothes. So maybe, maybe he's just hiding it well. But this raised the quick like, how much do I care? How much do I care how tall I am? Because you want to hear what his excuse was? You want why he went through all of this? I would love to know. To be more attractive to women. 
Really? He said, he said over the course of his life, he had been turned down many times by women, both for being too short and too young. So you spend $81,000? Get, get a joke book, I, my friend. Look at me. <laughs> I look like a full-grown Luke Combs impersonator. Have you seen my wife? It ain't because I'm so tall. It's because I got jokes. Get jokes. It's way cheaper. I would, I would really like to know, I mean, was getting taller the solution here? I mean, is that really the reason they turned you down? Because I feel like there's another expansion surgery you could have done <laughs> that could have gotten you back into the you know good graces of the females. Yeah, but you needed to have the height surgery to get to that point. <laughs> Not you, necessarily. You don't lead with that. I'm just throwing it. <laughs> so you, that, that would if be you a, did. That would be in another segment called Don't Do Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I'm just saying. If you're going to spend the money. Maybe you would only had to have one surgery rather than seven. You're in the sportocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. It is the NFL offseason and the offseason files. We dipped into uh, first off yesterday. We got another set of teams for you today. Right now on the offseason files, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Here is a fun trivia fact for all of you. The Baltimore Ravens have five former first-round draft picks, in their receiver room right now. They would be the first team in NFL history to have five first-round pick receivers on their team. Mm. But here's my problem. I don't know that any of them are any good. I love Zay Flowers. He's the rookie. They've also got Laquan Treadwell, Odell Not Beckham good. Jr. He's good. Is he? He is. I've He's I mean, I feel solid. better about Odell Beckham than I do about Laquan Treadwell, but I feel better about those uh, limb lengthening surgeries than I do Laquan <laughs> Treadwell, so that's not saying much. Uh, Zay Flowers. Yeah. Good. Rashad Bateman. Maybe. Are you out on Bateman? Well, I mean, okay, just I don't want to be. It's a it's it's a tough spot because it, it he is, loves I Rashad him. Bateman. I oh, loved I him. That's the thing. And you're okay. Your greatest ability is your availability, and he's not availability very often. <laughs> not at all. So I, I I don't know. But I'm getting to a point with Baltimore. Why did why do people do this? Baltimore has been consistently good. Year after year after year after year for what feels like 25 years. Mm -hmm. And yet now they're just the forgotten team. I heard Colin, Colin Cowherd say, well, Baltimore's not going to make the playoffs, but Pittsburgh Steelers are. I don't think that's that spicy. But is that the with three months before the season starts, is that really the line you want to throw out there? I mean, we're 76 days away from the season. Do you really want to sleep on Baltimore? No. No. Lamar paid. I get it. We've, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks over the years get paid, and all of a sudden they're not the same guy. But you've got the new system with Todd Monken. Mm -hmm. Now he's got actual – I mean, I can't tell you it's going to end well. I can just tell you there's actual legitimate talent in that receiver room. Yeah, You're not going to be seeing a slew of Devin DuVernay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, he's fine. He runs real, real fast. But there's a reason you're saying Bolt doesn't play wide receiver in the NFL. Because you need to do a little bit more than run fast. Because guess what? Everybody in the NFL runs fast. I don't feel like this is a team that you should bury. Obviously, I get made fun of quite a bit in the chat for being a uh, Baltimore Ravens fan, a closeted Baltimore Ravens fan. Well, I mean, your team is awful. So I, of course. You, you of need course to pull for somebody. I like the Baltimore Ravens. I look at their depth chart, 
And just on paper, to me, this should be a contender in the AFC. Are they are they the number one team in their division? No. But neither are the New York Jets. So does that make them any less of a contender? No. Am I the only one that feels like there's a and now if it, now I'm not speaking out of both sides of my mouth here, just the comparison with the Jets. I feel like there is a a a a much bigger question with Baltimore than there is with the Jets. And what is that? I don't know who's going to rush the passer for you. That is before a good you point. give me Tyus Bowser and uh, David Ajabo. Ajabo didn't play enough snaps last year to actually register. Mm-hmm. And Odafe Oa, mm-hmm. he hasn't been good. Yeah, but, but is that because he's the only one? That's that's possible. I mean, you, look, Ro- when Roquan tickets. Smith came in, that was a legit addition to the pass rush. And then him and Odafe, and you throw in, I don't know, I just, I feel like they're getting better. Do they have the no-doubter? Do they have, like, the Vaughn Miller that Buffalo has? No, they right, don't. Let me, let me ask that a different way, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it by taking out my team. Is there a legit contender? In the AFC, that has a that has as big a question mark as Baltimore has with their pass rush. I don't have one with Kansas City. I don't have one with Buffalo. I don't have one with Cincinnati. I don't have one with Jets. Miami is I'd the only Miami's one, close. and it's quarterback. That's the only reason I can even understand why people are doing it. This roster is still good. Oh, 100%. Mm. At the end of the day, this is still a good Oh, I thought you were just talking pass rush. By the way. I'd have gone that route with with Miami's pass rush. If you're just talking about overall questions. I I would rather have Jalen Phillips than any of them. Than any of who? Than any of the guys from Baltimore. Sure. Really? Over Roquan? Well, Roquan's an inside linebacker. I'm I'm talking about edge guys. Legit, you're going to get after the quarterback edge guys. I mean, Roquan rushes the passer, but he doesn't mm-hmm. do it as much as you're insinuating here. Right. So I don't know that I have the guy that's going to win. That's my big drawback on Baltimore. Now, at some point, you do this for so long that credits and debits mound up, and you're just going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're just going to figure it out. And that's where I'm at with them. And I feel like we're talking about all the wrong things. Am I the only one in that? We keep talking about this Todd Monken offense and how Lamar's going to throw more. How much more do you think he's actually going to throw? I think he'll throw more than last year. But how much? Well, when you say it that way. 15%, 10%? Yeah, probably 15, 10. I mean, you still don't – nothing really wows you in the running back room other than J.K. You don't take all the bullets out of the gun, but you do need to reserve some. Well, okay, so I'll ask it this way. Lamar Jackson has only played – he's never played more than 15 games in a season as a starter. Mm-hmm. He's only broken 400 passing attempts once. That's roughly 25 passing attempts a game. Do we think he's getting to 32? Mm, I think that's too high. I think it's a stretch. Yeah. I think 30 is a stretch. This okay. is going to look largely the same way. Now, what could change is the the, the average of these passing attempts. You could get back. There is a, in theory, there is a path that Baltimore gets back to that big play offense that they were with Hollywood Brown. And you start seeing them take more shots, and that opens up the ring. That's what I felt like has been Baltimore's biggest problem for the last two years. You don't have that guy that scares me over the top. Mark Andrews, that's who, uh, and, and I love how we've gotten to the point now that Tank defends him in spite of the fact that I was 
the first one on him. It's not that I'm taking slights at him. It's that he can't do that one thing that you need a receiver to do in Baltimore. That's take the top off. Zay can do that. Zay Flowers can do that. So I, I feel like a lot of people are burying Baltimore and just saying they're a, a an also ran Baltimore. I, I'm not telling you you should throw money on them to win the, the division or win the Super Bowl or anything like that. But to just throw dirt on them to me is an absolute fool's errand. Let's say Lamar Jackson actually plays a whole season. He hasn't done it in forever. I, and I, that's the thing. I can't even chalk up that he's going to do that. Mentally, I, I sit him down for two games every season. Well, let's just say he, he plays a whole season. What do you think their ceiling is? I would say a split in the division and probably 11 and 6. I like probably that. Their ceiling. Yeah. I like that, too. And I, and the thing about Baltimore is I think there's a – probably more so than any team in the NFL, there's not a huge discrepancy between their ceiling and their floor. Because you ask me, he plays 17 games, what's their ceiling? I'll go 11 and 6. What's their floor? 9 and 8. 9 and 8, playing for a wild card spot, last game of the season. Yep. So, I, I feel like I know virtually exactly what Baltimore is, but because maybe they don't have that 13 and 4 high side. And, I mean, I've seen people prognosticate that. I just don't see how you're getting there. That now we're just – throwing the baby out with bathwater and that it makes no sense to me i like the odell beckham jr edition i think it brings something to the team that they didn't have i mean obviously it's a trusted pass rusher can you trust him to be on the field for the entire season i don't i mean i, I don't think so so i mean we haven't seen it right the odell beckham thing does virtually nothing for me which I don't understand. The one because thing we knocked about this team was the fact that they didn't have weapons at wide receiver, and, and now they did. And I don't know that he is a weapon. He was a weapon with Sean McVay. Other than that, he has been the most disappointing player in football for half a decade. So now you're telling me with John Harbaugh and Todd Monken, who's never been an offensive coordinator in this league, all of a sudden they're going to do the same thing that Sean McVay did? Yeah, I don't really see that. I, I, I ain't seeing that. And the Odell thing in, with the Rams was only for half a season. And he got hurt. That's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Now he's sad here. He's a year older, and I'm supposed to expect him to be this stud number one receiver. Don't buy it. Don't need you to be. I don't need you to be. All I need you to be is serviceable. You be serviceable, and I feel like I've I feel like I've I've stepped up my game from last year. And I'm not sure he can even do that. And I 100% don't care because I feel like the combination of all five of these guys can be a good to very good receiver room, and that's enough. Mm -hmm. I need to hit two or three chunk plays a game with that running game. That's Mm -hmm. all I need. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are live on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Live in the Ingalls studio, go to go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that way you can join us in the chat. You have to have the subscription to get into the chat. And why would you not? subscribe to the channel because i mean this is your favorite show it costs every day you, we know it, it costs you zero u.s doll hairs <laughs> uh it is the top of the third hour of the program and as we always do at the top of the third hour it's daily draft time 
Now, today, after the NBA draft last night, and, uh, and of course, the uh, franchise-changing selection of Jalen Slauson uh, in the second fr- round. Franchise-changer for the, the Sacramento Kings. He will be on this upcoming list just three short years from now. And I say that because I told you he was going to get drafted two years ago, and I like being right more than I like being alive. Indeed, with the 54th <laughs> overall pick, the Sacramento Kings took Jalen Slauson out of Furman and who knows? He could be the next piece to a championship team. I mean, Sacramento was the number one seed in the West this past season. The best offensive team, numbers-wise, in the league. Jalen Slauson brings something on the defensive end. Not too shabby offensively either. So who knows? One day we could be looking at him as one of the greatest second-round draft picks of all time. And that's today's daily bra- today's daily draft. I have the first pick, so I get to take the greatest second-round pick of all time. And it's the reigning and defending NBA champion, Nikola Jokic. I hate this game, and it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You had to know, Jeremy, that you weren't going to be able to get your guy. I thought I might. There is no doubt that in a few years after winning two MVPs, should have or arguably could have won a third and has now taken home the Larry O'Brien trophy for a team that we never thought was going to be winning an NBA championship. Uh-huh. We? Well, you got a squirrel in your pocket over Before there? Nikola Jokic, <laughs> did you ever think the Denver Nuggets were going to be vying for a title? I no. didn't hear that part of the uh, setup. That's what I'm saying. In the, you know... In the um, Canyon Martin Carmelo Anthony days, nobody thought this team was going to win anything. Before that, you got to go back to Fat Lever when they were even relevant. So, yeah, no. I get that you've been projecting for three years that they're going to be the NBA champions, obviously, but that's because of the greatest me. second round pick of all time. They don't call me Flostradamus for nothing. <laughs> Let's go. All right, you took my guy. This is a stupid game. I already hate it, but <laughs> I feel like I can save it. Jake, you have the second pick, and who is your selection? I think I got to go with the guy who I played basketball after. Like, I looked at him as my idol. I'm talking about the one, the only, Dennis Rodman. The worm. That's how you played Jake's game trying after? to throw toot on the court. I would just go out there, hustle. Throw some elbows if I needed to, but all I was caring about was boards. If I scored did, did one you ever, point, did, did you ever like dye the mane? Like, what do you mean by the, that? The, My hair? hair? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, come on, sacred stuff right here. Oh, sacred I, stuff. I, I dyed is. mine a few times, and uh, that uh, those, that that photographic evidence is out there somewhere, and uh, <laughs> it's under the threat of I will put you in a nursing home if can, you show that. Can, oh. can, you, can you give me colors? Uh, oh, I, I mean, I bleached it mm. more than once. Oh, but you didn't go like purple no, or no, 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 blue no. or no, no, okay. No, 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 no. no but I, I bleached it. I mean, I went full Backstreet Boy. Well, of course you once. did. It was the early two thousands. Yeah, Everyone I, did. I grew up in the nineties. That's the thing that we did. <laughs> well, we were you look, <laughs> you look at Dennis Rodman. Obviously, just one of the best rebounders of all time, and obviously five rings. Come on now. Uh, Sloan Jordan. No big deal. Sloan Jordan has officially laid the gauntlet to intern Jake. Said so if he was a real one, he'd die the stash. Oh, mm, 
That's a great one. No, we got to come up with something to where I'm like, well, if this happens, I'll dye my mustache. Oh, yeah. We can totally do that. Uh, Tank has owed me a uh, uh, him uh, in downtown Asheville in a cowboy costume wearing a free hugs t-shirt for ever. <laughs> so we have this thing on this show called a torture ticket. Yeah. We're going to have... Uh, we should bring that back. We should. When Tank returns from his vacation, I think it might be time for the return of the torture ticket. Okay. <laughs> and Jake dying the mustache will definitely be one. No of them. doubt. I'll just keep doing embarrassing things until I <laughs> until I win that. Although I do now want to refer to you as Intern Zappa from now on. What? Sloan Jordan called you Intern Zappa. Yeah, I didn't understand it, which is why I didn't say it. You, Frank Zappa. You don't know who that is. Frank Zappa is he a, is he a bug killer? He was a singer in that, the seventies. Oh, that's a stash if I've ever seen one. Holy moly! Uh huh. I mean, Frank Zappa sounds like somebody that works for Terminex. <laughs> <laughs> my, my name's Frank Zappa. I got uh, my my bug brother. You better here. stop that. He will take care of all your bug problems. Oh man! All right, so Tank took Himali Jokic, mm-hmm. which makes me very sad. Uh, Jake with a formidable second pick. Dennis Rodman. But you left me two of the greatest international players of all time, so I am back-to-back going Manu Ginobili and Tony Kukoc. Mm. Because if there was a player that I modeled my game after, it would have been Tony Kukoc. And do you know why? Because he never saw a shot he didn't like. And if I accidentally got a rebound, it was only to preserve my face. Hey, that ball's coming right for me. I'm going to catch it to make sure I don't break my nose. I love Tony Tony Kukoc growing up. Literally one of the most underrated players in NBA history. He gets no love for those Chicago days. And I understand there were three titles before him. I got it. Mm-hmm. And he may have loosely had an effect on breaking it up, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Scotty's ex-wife's dating Michael's son. It wasn't lasting forever. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it wasn't Tony Kukoc, somebody was breaking that up. It wasn't on the most stable footing in the first place. All right, Jake, it's back around to you. Oh, guys, this might be a reach here, but I might have to do it. We're going to go Draymond Green. I'm glad you did it because I was never going to. Four-time NBA champion. Yeah. So was my buddy Scott Williams. Because he was adjacent to Michael and Scotty, and he would tell you the same thing that I just did. I really think I'm just biased towards the Big Ten. He's a Big Ten guy. Mm, Oh, he's showing his Midwestern bias. That's why he's so nice. (laughs) Midwestern. Finally put, put two and together. two together, huh? I never put that together. Draymond Green, the enforcer of the Golden State Warriors <laughs> dynasty. I don't think it's that bad of a pick as you guys make it It's up. not. No, it's, it's not a bad no. pick. I just wasn't doing it because I personally cannot stand Draymond Green. Oh, I, I, He's I'm not the biggest fan of fine. I just, it, it doesn't do much for me. He doesn't do much for me. I understand the selection. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't going to take him. I respect it. I respect it. Fair enough. Um, all right. You guys haven't gone gone back as far as I think I'm going to have to reach here. Cause, I mean, I, I just Nick feel Van like Axel, it let's gets go. really – it just gets really thin. Does it, though? To me, it does. I mean, we're talking all-time great players. And I'm sorry, but Michael Red doesn't really fall into that category for me. Two-time All-Star, let's go. I mean, I get it. Played on an Olympic team. But did he ever lead? Another player that Jeremy patterned his game after. But did he ever lead the league in scoring? 
No. No, he, he just, never did. He, he was the team gets mine. But there is a second-round pick from the 1980s who did lead the league. Truck Robinson. Not Let's just go. once, but <laughs> twice in the 1980s. And he hails from your... Well, I guess he wasn't a part of the championship team, but from the Denver Nuggets, it's Alex English. I can't hate on that. Mm. I can't. I love how twenty-year-old went. Alex English. Alex English. That's a. Jake was like Alex English. That's a class I have to take next semester. (laughs) (laughs) I got a B in Alex English. Eight-time NBA All Star, two-time All NBA player. And yes, he did lead the league in scoring in both 1983 and 1986, Alex English of the Denver Nuggets. And again, even then, they had the league's leading scorer, and nobody believed they were ever going to vie for an NBA title. And then, my dad's going to hate that I'm going to do this. But I have to. I can already hear it now. I'm going to have to spend a week with him at the beach, and he's just going to be saying, oh, I raised you better than that. It's Carlos Boozer. The Boozer? Yeah. The old Booze Cruise. <laughs> I mean, I hated the guy with a passion, obviously, because he's a dookie. Mm-hmm. But when he got into the NBA, I allowed myself to open up a little bit. And Carlos was, I mean, he was he was a throwback player in the days where the league was trending the other way. Like it was becoming the free-for-all, you know, all-scoring league that it is now. And Carlos was the one, like, old-school mainstay that was like, I'm going to play some defense, I'm going to get a whole bunch of rebounds, and you're just not going to be able to stop me inside. And he was pretty pretty unstoppable for, what, five, six years? My respect for Carlos Boozer comes into, he told the Utah Jazz, I just renounced my rights, I'll, I'll re-sign with you. Two days later. (laughs) And no team ever fell for that again. I want more money. I deserve more. Just renounce my rights. I'll come back. And Max deal with Cleveland. (laughs) Bye-bye. Which was a true G move. Formidable. Formidable. Both, Both picks that I had on my list. Well, that leaves me with my third pick. I might have to stay recent here. How about we go with someone who uh, kind of plagued with injuries, but... Good shooter. Talk about Gilbert Arenas. Oh, mm. I wanted to take him. Uh, if for nothing else, just to make jokes. Yeah. He was a bang bang kind of player. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. What's up? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at his career stats averaged 20.7 points per game, five assists. Not bad. Three all star selections. Agent Zero. He should have been Agent Nine. Millimeter, my <laughs> excellent. Yeah, yeah, I'll make I'll, I'll make bang bang jokes about Gilbert Arenas for the next hour. Oh, that was going to be one of my two. I was going full team gets mine with a combo of uh, Gilbert Arenas and uh, Michael Red, who you pooed earlier. So I will take Michael Red, mm. who played on an Olympic team. He was pretty. Now to say he played on that team would be being very loosey-goosey with the word played because they gave him a jersey and he sat on the bench and I think he appeared in two games. Not much more than that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to slightly cheat just a little bit. Uh-oh. A little bit because he more known for – I mean, he's, I would say he's equally known for things outside of the game as he was for inside of it. Stock Rivers. 
<laughs> okay. It's actually not that bad. No, honestly. it's not no, terrible. That's not terrible. No, he was a he was very integral as the the annoying little three and D with the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. and then was a, a to me a great coach that Tank likes to uh, poo-poo. He's a great coach. It's the poo-poo round. He was a great coach. The only problem is, for 25 years in the NBA, he was the coach of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he'd get you just just there, and unless he had the terrifying trio of Hall of Famers that he had in Boston, he ain't winning the title. I respect that call. So, that leaves me with my last pick of the draft. Again, I'm going to have to stay recent here. I see it in the comment section. Shout out Lee Bruce. We're going to go Chris Middleton. He does have a ring. He does. And when he's on the court, obviously not last year, but before last year. He also just got some really bad advice from his agent. Hey, you should turn down that $40 million player option, but for why? Is anybody else going to give me that? Probably not, no. He'll be like, if he gets $40 million over two years, as bad as he was last year. But... He was a great second-round pick. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, several guys in contention here for the final pick of the Daily Draft. Nick Best Van Exel. Let's go. Nick Van Exel. He is uh, deep on the list here. But, yes, his name does exist in the list of second-round picks of all time. Steven uh, Jackson. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to go for one of the greatest shooters of all time. It came out of the second round of the draft. Would you like to take a guess? Steve Kerr. Not Steve Kerr. Mm. Then I don't know. He was the best shooter on uh, of of all the ones on my list. He was the only real shooter. Left. Would it be someone I know? Uh, yes. Oh, no, I know who it is. You, I mean, you should. Jeff Wonsack. Nope. Wow. Not him either. Okay, now I officially don't know. Mark Price. Greatest, one of the greatest long-range shoot, just period shooters uh, of uh, of all time. He one of the was, few players in NBA history to shoot fifty percent from the floor for his career, forty percent from three, and ninety percent from the free throw line. That's impressive. And he could guard this can, and nobody <laughs> cared. I did enjoy because he made the Cleveland Cavaliers exciting, along I, with Brad uh, Brad Doherty. Mm, that was all they had. I did enjoy last night at the tank. I know you were asleep by this time because for some reason the draft last night took exponentially longer than I ever remember Forever. it taking. Ever. It didn't oh end God. till after one o'clock. That's insane. Uh I can't remember who they were talking about. Somebody that could shoot but couldn't defend anybody. And Jay Billis, who it was very obvious he was just over it with the two young hosts that they had paired him with. And he went I'm so tired of y'all saying Kyle Corver played for like 18 years in this league. And I went, did we just go Kyle Corver? <laughs> Tank would be so happy right no, now, no. but there's no shot he's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not a shot in hell. I didn't, I didn't even make it past much past the Hornets pick. When I saw that it was Brandon Miller, I went, oh, that went exactly how I thought it was going to be. And then night-night. I tried to play the Jay Billis drinking game, and then I realized how frustrated he was with everyone on set. Uh, and he had said wingspan, I don't know, 43 times. I went, cool, I'm in the hole 32 shots of furball. Uh, so I think I'm going to tap and say I have been defeated for the fifth year in a row 
Thank you, Jay Billis. The greatest uh, second-round draft picks of all time in the NBA. Here are the classes. I have Nikola Jokic, Alex English, Carlos Boozer, Mark Price. Intern Jake goes with Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green, Gilbert Arenas, and Chris Middleton. Jeremy came up with Manu Ginobili, Tony Kukoc, Michael Redd, and Doc Rivers. Don't blame me. Not my fault. You're in the sportsocracy. And this is ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa. Melissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville on a Friday afternoon. Hope you're being safe on your ride home. Don't forget to zipper merge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, or just don't be a jerk. Get in the right <laughs> lane when you see the sun. <laughs> do the exact same thing. <sighs> never going to make you see the line on that one, am I? No, n- uh, never, ever. But there is something I can see the light on. What is that? We are headed. For an absolute battle of the titans between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Let's go. Dana White's involved. They have agreed to battle it out the octagon, and I'm here for it. Why are we doing this? Uh, Why not? I mean, to make money, I know. I I mean, it'll make a lot of money. Nobody's going to be real thrilled with the product that you get here. Uh, hey, doesn't want hey, to see that. Y'all y'all remember that time we saw um uh Floyd Mayweather fight Manny Pacquiao? That was fun, wasn't it? Gave everybody what they wanted, made a whole bunch of money, and who who was thrilled by that? No one. They bored you to tears for six hours. It it was not nearly that long. Oh, it felt like it. Yeah, it boxing matches were never that long. <laughs> I watched every second of that fight and went, Good God, is this not over yet? Yeah, I mean, it was bad, but these are... T- look, there's no expectation of either one of these guys being really good fighters. 
Here's what I want to see. Because Mark Zuckerberg is big on jujitsu now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm knocking dudes out at jujitsu tournaments. That's right, buddy. You're five seven, a buck fifty five. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that Elon Musk is is some gigantic tail of the tape warrior. Frankly, I feel like this has a better chance of ending in a pillow fight than it does in anything. Uh, <laughs> really, even halfway replicating an actual fight. Mm-hmm. But it gives you a shot that Mark Zuckerberg could catch one right on the schnoz, and I'm totally fine with that. We can't forget about that Mark could turn into a lizard halfway through this fight. No doubt. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure either of these people are actually people. So That is a good point. You can pay a hundred bucks to see this. No, I'm gonna watch it on DC streams. If well, you know, you know. That's true. That's <laughs> Jeremy true. at the sports. Okay, the average Let's sports go. fan, you paying a hundred bucks to see the, the 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 owner of Meta face the owner of Twitter. Okay, in a cage all, okay, in a cage fight. First of all, don't ever call Facebook Meta again. <laughs> I, I understand that's what they changed the name to. I don't care. It's Facebook. It's always been Facebook. It'll always be Facebook. But would I? If the fight was on, would I watch it? No doubt. 100%. If for nothing, I I feel like this is a living embodiment of what a Tank Spencer fight would look like. Because I think these are two people, maybe the only two people on the planet Earth, that I am legit less scared of than Tank Spencer. I think Tank might be able to take them both at the same time. Because both of them, they, they're not exactly the bastion of athletic ability. I mean, now, if you got into a typing uh, uh, contest with either one of them, then all of a sudden, okay. Or you had to code. <laughs> but seeing these two put on a pair of gloves, made a little headgear. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I mean, if it's on, I'm going to watch it, obviously. Of course. Now, listen. but I'm you're, I'm you're not getting a dollar from me to see this. Oh, you're not getting one punch that doesn't start with the no, <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're an odds maker, uh, who are you favoring right now? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is the favorite, and I think that mm-hmm. is stupid. Elon Musk has him by fifty pounds. Yeah, it was Musk like is a little doughy. Points bet or something I saw yeah. earlier today had Mark Zuckerberg as like a 77% favorite. Minus like, 450. And it came down. It was all the way up to minus 500. Because he's like a cha- he's a champion BJJ guy. I mean, he's been there. Yeah, what He's been doing tournaments for like three years now or yeah, something? Yeah, against 155 pound dudes. Okay. Wait, how tall is Elon again? It's six six foot. one. He's six one, like was it two ten, two fifteen, somewhere in there. Something like that. He's a he's a soft, and he's, and he's a hell of a fighter too. I mean, just. I mean, he takes all these disciplines. Too. I mean, look, he look, he ha- he he has a move that he swears is unbeatable. <laughs> what? He does. He does. He says that his go to in a fight in the ring or wherever he does his fighting, he says he calls it the walrus. Where he just gets on top of his opponent and lays there, and I, I feel nobody like, d- 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 just do something. Did you teach like, him? Are that? you doing anything? Absolutely, did you I teach did. Him that move. Elon like called me was- up and he said, "Hey, you've never been in an actual fight. What would you do if you were in a ring with somebody who knew how to throw a punch?" Well, 
well, after I got punched in the face several times, if I was lucky enough to get him on the ground, I'd do the walrus. What's the walrus? Well, that's just where you get on top of him and go, hey, I'm fatter than you. Get up. I'll throw a challenge out there. Million dollars to a charity of my choosing. I'll fight them both at the same time. And I have no fear of either one. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> world champion. Awesome. He's also half my size. Let's go. Uh, I, I feel like I should be the, uh, the, uh, the after the curtain has dropped. All right, so we got Mark Zuckerberg by decision. And I come out like Randy Macho Man Savage just going, "You got, I got you for three minutes. <laughs> Listen here, computer boy. You're the one that decided to get into my cage. Now I'm going to play with you like a cat playing with a mouse. It, 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 to me, it all comes down to the rules. Oh, yeah. like, I, like, I mean, is this strict like UFC rules, which I have to imagine Dana that it White's would be. Involved, that is that does appear where it's going to go. Right. So I don't know. I, I think I would probably lean Mark Zuckerberg on that one. If this was a no-holds-barred absolute cage fight, Elon Musk looks like he's killed seven people, okay? I mean, I'll be the one to say it. You don't think so? Oh, no. Elon really? Musk looks like he didn't like he was born out of a vial and didn't see the sun for the first 33 years he was on this earth. No one in their right mindset names their son XAE12 or whatever they named their son. Come on. Uh, he, it, I mean it's it, it's Excuse the most me? It's the most laughably stupid thing. There's no shot this ever happens. I mean, I want Dana White to make it happen. Then I hope Dana White comes into that cage and just goes, boop, right on the winner. Like, <laughs> now, now go back to your hole. You go back to your little tech lab and get out of my cage. This would be the biggest fight UFC ever did. I bet it'd make more money than any fight they've ever done. Do you really? Yeah. I mean, what's what's next? Khabib Connor? And I bet you this would do a better number. But what if that... <laughs> I mean, more people know who this is, but do you want to watch them fight each other? No. That's I mean, why I thought it was ridiculous when you brought it up the first place. I mean, personally, if it's a fight to the death, I, for, could, be, for, I for, could be talked into it. From the guy who says, I'm never watching celebrity boxers. Yo, but you want to see this. I want to see this because these are probably the two least athletic people on the planet. Oh, and Mark Zuckerberg's yoked. He had a buck 55. I weighed a buck 55 in the fourth grade. So just calm down here, little feller. Okay. Elon Musk says he grew up on the streets of South Africa where there were plenty of uh, bare knuckle brawls in the streets. So he came up the hard way. What? Uh, as Sloan Jordan said, billionaire battle royal winner faces Vince McMahon. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's Love I'll it. do it right now. <laughs> Love it. Not in a real fight. Vince would die. Well, I mean, Vince is 200 years old, and now he has a uh, mustache very similar to Inter Jake. It's a little thinner. His oh, looks yeah. more Gomez Adams. Oh, I got you. It's very gross. It, it, there's a certain age where you can't do mustache anymore. Unless you're Tom Selleck. And he can do it until he's 200 years old. It doesn't matter. What about Steve Harvey? Yeah, he falls into that, too. Steve Harvey can do, he can mm-hmm. do anything he wants to. As long as it's thick and it's full... It's when you get into pencil thin, like don't do that. John Waters. That's when you no, no, don't do that. That's creepy. Yeah, that's ugh. don't ever do that. No, 
You match that up, the pencil thin mustache with the the the, the little what do you call it? The Handlebar. beard strap, the, chin, the, the chin, chin strap. strap. Chin strap. Oh God! Yeah, I'll jiggy. believe this uh, Elon Musk, uh, Mark Zuckerberg thing when they're walking to the ring. Oh, Until then, a, I'm good. I think it's a hundred percent happening. These guys are brilliant businessmen, and they realize it's not going to cost anything for me to show up to this. But we're going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, but what happens when Elon Musk just boops him right on his little nose? And oh, Mark Zuckerberg, you're the you're the little oh, but I'm a jujitsu. Think you're think you're, you're you're counting your chickens before they're hatched here. Yeah, let me put it this way: there's a reason uh, legally in the state of North or South Carolina, you're not allowed to fight people that are this discrepant to you in reputable MMA fights. And trust me, you would see why very quickly. I don't care if one's a jujitsu master and Elon Musk is a, I'm not going to say a novice because there is a difference in that. Mm-hmm. But at that size, good luck with that. Plus, I've always thought the Mark Zuckerberg thing. So you're telling me this dude's worth a bajillion dollars and he's going into legitimate contest? Why do I not believe that? That's like saying I was the, I, I, I was the heavyweight champion of my weight class at Harvard. So what, you wrestled four fat guys that probably never, like Sullen Jordan said, never seen a woman naked? Okay. <laughs> hey, great for you. That's, that's, that's stiff competition you got there. This is the Sportsocracy, and you're listening on ESPN Asheville, the iHeartRadio app, and seeing us everywhere on YouTube. Take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things, really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It is time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Yeah, don't do crimes. And uh, today's crime story comes to us from where, Jeremy? California. Man, my computer's doing that thing, so I'll have to catch up with you in a minute. What's your story? Uh, California. Uh, All right, so here we, we switched go. computers and it still didn't work. It still that didn't sounds work. like operator error. <laughs> my story comes from West Texas, El Paso. 
48-year-old Kentucky woman. She was she was visiting a boyfriend. Planned to meet him in the afternoon at Speaking Rock Casino. She was picked up by an Uber driver. I mean, she didn't have her car, so she had to have an Uber driver. It was Daniel J. Piedra Garcia, 52 years old, picked her up in West El Paso for the drive to the casino. Well, we're, the, the casino's about a mile from the Mexican border. When they were about 10 miles from the destination, they passed a ramp to Interstate 110, which is marked as the route to Juarez, Mexico. Shortly after seeing this, the woman took a handgun from her purse and shot the Uber driver in the head. Now you may ask, why did you do that? She thought she was being kidnapped. She didn't know where she was. She thought the Uber driver was kidnapping her and taking her to Mexico, so she panicked and shot him. There's a... Uh, I got just a slew of questions here. First of all, why would you be somewhere that you have absolutely no idea where you are? So you see that that, uh, yeah, it's, it, I mean, if you go that way, you're, you're going to Mexico. But the casino is just, it's just north of, of Mexico. Be a little aware of your surroundings. Maybe just, maybe just a little bit. Google Maps it, maybe? Uh, maybe, and, and ask. She told police that she was being taken into Mexico against her wishes. There was no indication that that's what was happening. Uh, and police asked if she attempted to call 911 before the shooting, but she didn't. Her first call was to her boyfriend, whom she texted a photo of the wounded driver. So you do this, and then your first thought is, I should text Dave and tell him I'm going to be late. I hope that this person does not get off for this because to me, this is a level of stupid that I cannot wrap my head around. You're taking a ride share to a place that is just north of the border. And then you panic and say, Oh, I'm being kidnapped. Maybe you should stay in Kentucky because <laughs> you don't seem like somebody that's gotten out very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my story also coming to us from California, where a string of burglaries has led police to uh, two main suspects. Riverside Police, the two guy, two suspects have been arrested for more than two dozen burglaries across four counties: Riverside, Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Bernardino counties. Twenty-eight burglaries. And the reason that they got it all tied together, that they connected all of the cases, with the, was that they realized every one of them had all of the commercial burglaries in this ring had the had the same calling card. Well, they, they broke into the jukeboxes. Yeah, exactly. See, I, you did the same thing I did. I went. It's twenty twenty three. Do we have that many places with jukeboxes that have money in them still? Yes. Where? But well, I mean, <laughs> most jukeboxes now work off an app on your phone. Mm-hmm. So, like everyone I know, you pay that, and you can sit there and pick the music from your phone, which is a really fun way to torture people you don't know. Uh, Todd Lewis and I—he's the sound guy for Luke Combs, mm-hmm. run a house guy for Luke Combs. We one of our favorite pastimes is to sit in restaurants and torture people with jukeboxes. <laughs> we played Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock picture like seventeen times no in a good. row before no, anybody no noticed good. it. We also figured out that one restaurant I'm not gonna tell you which one it is. <clears throat> they don't have a, it's not Village Ports. I'll tell you that much. They don't have a block on the Wi-Fi. 
So all of their televisions are run through uh, fire sticks, which means that it comes up on your phone, which means you can project You can do up the there. remote screen. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We were asked not to return. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put it this way. We put up a video of what could possibly have been Zion Williamson's girlfriend. Oh, no. At work. Oh, no. Uh, If that tells you anything. Nah. So, and nobody noticed it for about six minutes, and then everybody noticed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. It's it also was, hilarious. It was, it was, it more, was very he hilarious. He had the wrong age word. Hilarious <laughs> was the right one. It's like that time we we once uh, brought a, and I get that this isn't that hard to do in some locations, but we almost brought a Waffle House crew to uh, to, to violence one night. That's not hard to do. Because the, the jukebox, I mean, every Waffle House has the jukebox. And still, it's the old school. So maybe these guys were just breaking into Waffle Houses. Because that's the only place that I know an actual like coin-operated jukebox <laughs> still fitting. exists. So you talk about a place that you... I hope you ate your Wheaties. If you have to come to blows with the staff of a Waffle House, I hope you brought a weapon or two. Put, put five bucks in the jukebox and play Raisins in My Toast over and over and over uh, again. Yeah, you try to fight most Waffle House crews, the cook will come out, handle you himself, never take the cigarette out of his mouth, and still not burn your right. eggs. Here's the other thing. If you have some drunk people in your Waffle House late at night, as you would, because that's <laughs> no, no. the only reason that you would go to Waffle House, but when the drunk people are in there and they're playing on the jukebox and they're like, oh, I love it. oh, remember this song? Yeah, they're going through that whole thing. When the Raisins in the Toast song comes on, don't scream behind the counter, God, I hate this song! Because you 100% are going to get it all night long. It's also what I said to my wife on our wedding night. Anyway, it is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Tank just chooses violence. 92.9 FM, 8.80 AM, and 1,400 off-season files continue next. Here in the sportsocracy is now, we're going to focus on the Carolina Panthers. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Is the sportsocracy and our off-season files continue as the days 
drag on without NFL football in the in the before football times. But we are seventy six days away from the start of NFL football. The hope is very large for the Carolina Panthers, or at least I feel like it should be. Jeremy and I have been prognosticating for this team for the last four years and saying, well, they're almost there. They're a piece or two away. They uh, could be a contender at some point. And the quarterback was the main reason. Uh, it was mainly the quarterback. And now you have Bryce Young, and I get there, all the detractors of, oh, he's too small, and oh, he's going to get hurt, and all his passes are going to be batted down at the, at the line of scrimmage. and Just give the kid a chance. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I, I do too. Uh, I feel like the defense is going to be a strong suit. I, I have two big fears. A is do you have any pass rusher on the opposite side of Brian Burns that can keep pressure off of him? Is your tour gross Matos or, or any of these other guys going to step up and be the the opposite side of Brian Burns? The other thing is I don't know that you have one. You've got a slew of threes at receiver. Mm -hmm. You don't have a one. I'm not 100% sure you have a two. And that just scares me with a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. I always want a rookie to have somebody they can count on in times of trial. And I don't know that he has that. Really? Who do you feel good about? I like Jonathan Mingo. He's a rookie. He is a rookie. He's a rookie that had a very limited route tree at Ole Miss. Look, I've already said I love the kid. If you're playing dynasty fantasy football, I think he's a steal in the second round, which is largely where he's going. I think he's going to be a great player in this league. I don't know that he's going to be a great player in this league in 2023. Mm -hmm. DJ Chark, I've seen him be a one. It didn't end well. Adam Thielen, he's 147 years old. LaVisca Chenault, he's barely a receiver. Shai Smith, love him, but he's a slot guy. Thoughts on Terrace Marshall? That was the LSU receiver I was right on. They had three. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall. I said all three were overrated. Well, one out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got her. As long as you keep saying it, he's eventually going to be right. As with the Denver Nuggets. Hey, Denver Nuggets, I know what I was talking about. Plus 2,500. Let's go! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like what this team has done. There is no doubt to me that they have... They have built the best coaching staff that this team has ever seen. And I want to say this is the best coaching staff that this division has probably ever seen. Well, I mean, it's not the... You got Sean Payton with the Saints. That is mm-hmm. that is the high water mark. Mm-hmm. Dan Reeves with the Falcons. I'm trying to pick yours, and I can't. Tony Dungy. It's John Gruden. But Stop that. One of them won a Super Bowl. The other one didn't. Uh, <laughs> Tony Dungy did win a Super Bowl. Uh, not with Tampa Bay, didn't he? <laughs> 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 he put the team together. I don't think he picked many of the players. And the minute he walked out the door, all of a sudden they won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, you could be right. I, I believe this is a, a very, very good coaching staff. I, I, Carolina, to me, is one of the weirdest prognostications in the NFL because I think they have the widest range. I mean, I can see them winning the division mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. I can see them going 10, seven, winning the division. Wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me at all. We have seen a ton of rookie quarterbacks come in. And, and frankly, 
can he can Bryce Young be 130 percent of what we saw out of PJ Walker and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold? Yeah, I would say that's his floor. But can he be what Sam Darnold was for that stretch as a rookie? Can he be what Cam Newton was for that one year? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know that he can be. I don't know that you're going to see Pro Bowl level Bryce Young off the jump. No. But I don't think you have to. You need to see a team that can run the ball. Mm-hmm. I worry about that probably more than other people do. Miles Sanders, you gave money to a running back. I'm, I'm, Tank is in love with the Miles Sanders thing. And look, I've said I think he's very talented too. But you gave money to a running back. Mm-hmm. Never, never a huge fan of that. So. My my hope is that the the expectations for Carolina stay roughly where they are right now. Because I would say the average NFL fan has them somewhere between seven and nine wins. And I don't think they're going to let you down there. I really don't. I love the Miles Sanders edition. I think you have a legitimate running back now. I didn't think you had one before. I get Deontay Foreman had his his moments with this team. Did well. Last year, I don't want to sell him short. He did. He did well. But your answer was not Chuba Hubbard. No, uh, Chuba uh, Chuba Hubba Bubba is uh, is not the, uh, the the only answer. There is what was the stupidest draft pick ever made by an NFL coach's wife? I feel like they built the perfect team for a rookie quarterback to to build around. They have gone out and they got him Miles Sanders. The offensive line is fine. And they have added to the offensive line in the last couple of drafts, including Chandler Zavala in this past draft, that's going to help with the the running lanes. Uh, They got him a bunch of guys who can be pretty open targets, I feel like. I mean, I get Adam Thielen's a thousand years old, but he can still get open. He can still play out of the slot and get, uh, you know, some of those crossing routes or whatever. I want to keep it short. Every now and then we'll let Bryce uncork one to DJ Shark or LaVisca or whoever, but for the most part, we're going to use LaVisca as a gadget a guy. Gadget guy. He's, it's going to be short targets to Hayden Hurst and Adam Thielen, and we're just going to dink and dunk and kind of move this offense down the field. We're not looking for, for huge plays. For Bryce's sake, I hope you're wrong. Because what you just said is a recipe for – I mean, you got to look You got to look around the, the – just look at the division. All three of these teams have good defenses. And you're going to put everything in a box and expect a rookie to just make the right decision every single time. I'm more looking at this hoping DJ Chark's the guy that's going to take the top off. Maybe you can use Terrace Marshall to do some of that because he is big and fast. He's Mm -hmm. not very physical and he doesn't have very good hands. Mm -hmm. And that takes some of the pressure off. I understand what you're saying. I just feel like the the way that this is going to have to work for Carolina, you're going to have to schematically get guys open because these are not guys that win one on one, but because they're all playing a step above what they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, we're expecting Adam Thielen to be better than he was with Justin Jefferson. To me, that's a fool's errand. No, we're expecting DJ Chark to be better than he was with Amonra St. Brown and Jamison Williams on the other side of him. To me, that's a fool's errand, and I can keep doing that. The question is, can the sum of all parts? be good enough for the offense to just stay on schedule and Bryce Young not turn the ball over. You run the ball. Always remember taking a sack or or 
throwing a ball away is better than an interception. And that's the most important part of the Carolina Panthers. The hope is they can. I think they could win the division, but there is a lot of variance in this team. All right, that's going to do it for us this week here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Ash, we'll be back with you on Monday at 3.